Hello there and welcome to episode 25 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host Michelle and with me is your other host, my son Colin. Hello. All right. We are getting down to the nitty gritty. You're going to be home for Mm -hmm. many weeks after Mm -hmm. you're coming. It's Sunday now. We're recording on Sunday. You're going to be home on Tuesday. Yeah. Then it's Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Then it's episode five of The Mandalorian. Dang. And then I just want to say. Okay. We are coming up on our one year. Oh. Anniversary. Yes. <laughs> it's exciting. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either, actually. It's really weird. Um, yeah. December 9th was our episode one publishing date so we will be publishing an an anniversary episode that week as well as a mandalorian recap episode yeah that'll be good and uh what i think we're gonna do well i've already told you and you thought it was a good idea so i think what we're gonna do is maybe every year on our anniversary i want to do a state of the force address Mm, oh yeah just like a state of the union, but it's a mm-hmm. state of the force. Because, yeah. because much-ish has gone down since, <laughs> <Much-ish>. <laughs> since December 9th, 2019. Yeah, oh yeah, that's for sure. We've had episode nine, which obviously, I don't even know what to even say about what that did to the force. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about it. Oh, man. And then okay. we had season seven of The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh, and man. yeah, and we will have had quite a few episodes of Mandalorian season two by then, also. So true, true, true. I feel like we could do a whole episode on on that. Oh yeah, I'm positive you would have no problem doing an episode about that for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive you would not have a problem with that. And then we might also do like a little bit of a retrospective. What our fate? Maybe what our favorite episodes have been so far of the podcast. What our most listened to episodes have been. Oh yeah. What okay. our what our least listened to episodes <laughs> have been. Oh. Okay. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Oh, you know what? You want to hear something cool? What? I, I should have told you this off mic, but I guess this is cool to say on mic because of the potential of her hearing this. But um, the student that I teach private lessons to mm-hmm. she told me today in our lesson that she's been listening to this podcast and that she <gasps> she's up to the episode when delaney was on so i'm trying to remember when that was probably around episode 10 or so yeah that would have been in um march oh, or it april clone wars. it was clone yeah, wars it would have been yeah. during clone wars so yeah oh so that's she's listened to quite a few yeah i'm I sorry mean, she... oh <laughs> About it. We we got into a rhythm, probably around the throne room era, I would say. Where the throne room started, I feel like that's where we got good at this or decent at this. Um, I mean, that's when my research got yeah, intense. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what it was like before that. Um, I mean, were we just rambling? Kind of. Oh. <laughs> you know okay. what? You know what? Though, let me just say this. Um. I have not really ever received any negative feedback from anyone, and 
Nice. The, the mo- probably the comment I hear the most, the positive comment I hear the most is that it took us no time to fall into our rhythm, practically. No time oh. at all. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, geez. well, I mean, I did birth and raise him, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There really was no time no... needed for rapport to build or <laughs> yeah, anything. Actually, we started from the ground up. We actually never talk ever off mic, ever. <laughs> no, had, never. I didn't even know your name. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so a couple little, yeah. couple little things to bring up. Not we're not we're skipping current events again because Colin has not had time to watch the holiday special. Um, cause of, cause of what, Colin? <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm done now with that though. Like Holla freaking loot! Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy. Should, should I play my final composition on the podcast real quick? Not right now. Maybe I'm at kidding. the end. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Can, oh yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> let's tag that on I'm, the end. No, I'll make that the intro of this one. Oh jeez, I don't know if that's <laughs> okay. a good idea. We'll lose. I'm we'll lose totally some people. Yeah, Not that it's a bad composition, but it's strange. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all right. Let's just say that. It's Actually, all right. I want to bring that up at some point during this when we talk later on when we talk about the uh, the music in this episode of Mandalorian. Oh. Because I think it's a little bit relevant, but okay. Let me let me do a couple housekeeping things. Wait, we're talking about Star Wars Counterpoint later? No, 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 no. Your <laughs> oh. com- your composition, your seraphim, whatever <gasps> that's called. Oh, you're bringing that up? Well, it's okay. a little bit relevant. Oh, possibly. Oh. All right. I felt I a I felt a relevance. Oh my gosh. Somewhat. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So no current events, but I do want to bring up a couple of things before we start doing our recap of The Mandalorian, episode five, entitled The Siege. Yes. Do we say siege or do we say siege? Um, I've always said, I've always said siege, but I'm pretty sure it's siege. I think that's I've proper. always said siege, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's siege. Maybe I'm just bougie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> potentially, but, but I mean, that's cool. <laughs> Okay, so number one, we got a couple of shout-outs on a couple of other podcasts this week. That's right, we're famous. That was <laughs> so nice, and yes. thank you so much, um, What the Force and Clashing Sabers for the shout-outs. Yeah, snaps for you. Yes, and um, that's just very heartwarming because mm-hmm. they were two of the podcasts that more or less lit a fire under my butt to, <laughs> to really want to do this. So mm. thanks, guys. Love yeah, thank you. y'all. Appreciate that. Um, Appreciate okay. your, con- your, your contents and your brains. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Now the other thing I want to bring up, um, not such a lovely thing, but we just, we have to address the elephant in the room with this episode of The Mandalorian because... Is there an elephant in the room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. Of course, of course, of course. Yes. Um, A particular actress Mm -hmm. who is back in this episode has not been uh, what I would call an upstanding person in real life. (laughs) Yeah. She's just... That's that's an understatement. That's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, she's said some really icky things that 
Yeah. Um, I find personally reprehensible. And oh. um, in light of that, and in light of this also being transgender, well, last week was Transgender Awareness Week, but mm-hmm. it should always be Transgender Awareness Week, let's be honest. <laughs> I always find those to be absolute jokes. Why is there like a Mother's Day and a Father's well, Day? because it's just like, like Okay, well, really, we're really gonna like make sure we're aware this week. You should be aware right. all the time. That's what I mean. But we just are gonna have this week in particular be like heightened awareness. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Whatever. So, in in um, I don't want to say in honor of because that's wrong. Um, well, in honor of Transgender Awareness Week, but also as a response to that particular actress being oh. on my on my screen which I, <laughs> was a very photoshop that out son man <laughs> we'll talk we can talk about it later like literally like about the character but oh got it it just really it just yeah, really no. took me away from the enjoyment of, it did for me as well also yeah I, I totally did not realize that so is that one of the is that part of the impetus for that website? For that, for, no. for this that we're talking about? Oh, okay. It's just oh, well, coincidence. Well, no, no, no. For, it's, it seemed like almost... In response. It's the worst timing ever that this was Transgender Awareness Week. Right. And that, right. that this was the week that her episode aired. Like, why? Ah, uh, okay. You know? Yeah. But that, yeah. I don't think... Obviously, they didn't plan it that way. It was not okay. on purpose. Right. Um, but anyway... So this was planned for a while, though. What? This this donation thing that we're talking about here. This this was not in direct result in response to this actress, or was it? Well, th- hang on. Just let me. Okay, fine. Just let me explain. Go on. Um. Okay, so because it's like when I eat at Chick Fil A and I feel like I need to donate money to some sort of um. LGBTQ thing every time I mm-hmm. eat any Chick-fil-A. This is the same thing. If I'm going to uh, be watching her on my screen, then mm-hmm. I'm going to donate to the Transgender Law Center because A, a it, it makes me feel weird looking at her and then yeah. B, um, it's Transgender Awareness Week anyway. So why mm-hmm. not donate again even though I haven't yeah, passed? So yeah. let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if you can and if you are um, able to, just like wander over to the transgenderlawcenter.org and drop a little donation in there. Yeah. In their bucket because you should anyway, maybe. And mm-hmm. then also, if you're going to sit and like watch her on your screen, it might make you feel a little less gross about it. <laughs> okay. For sure. But honestly, it's not just. Th- it's. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's not only her anti-trans yeah. weirdness that she exhibited, but she also just thinks, you know, mask wearing is a pointless affair. And yikes, brother! she's said so much problematic. Yikes. <laughs> and I kind of understand, like, I'm desperately begging Lucasfilm to recast that role because that character is cool bro. a good character like yeah. when i found out she was from alderaan i yeah, almost man. cried i know i remember that so just please i understand contract could be an issue 
I get it. <sighs> I get it. All that stuff. Yeah, but it's Disney, but c- yo. Like, come on. Come on, get, man. Get yeah. it together, dude. You, you, what, what, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly, what are you gonna do? I mean, some of her lines that she said in this episode, I was just yeah. like, oh, oh my god, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It creeps me out. It creeps yeah. me out a little bit. It like, really, I'm, really, it really distracted and took away from the enjoyment of the story, which, yeah. um, honestly, I know you have some feelings about this episode. I have feelings about this episode, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about it. Is is an awful lot of pew-pew. Uh, yeah, and I like pew-pew. I know you like pew-pew. <laughs> That's why I'm confused why you're kind of like, meh. On I will get episode. into it later. I will get into it later. But you have to admit. Carl Weathers did a bang-up job yeah, directing this episode. What a king. What a king. Dude. And his acting was oh, yeah. great, too. Like, I love uh, yeah. I that love character. Him. Yeah. His character's arc has been crazy, yeah? It's so crazy. It's very underrated. Or, uh, um, yeah, underrated. Like, like, people are not really talking about his right? arc. Yeah. It's, it's a serious, a serious yeah. redemption arc. Like, huge. Yeah, man. Totally. Totally. And he didn't die. Well, uh-huh. yet. Yet. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. If he dies, that would be so lame. <laughs> Killing well, off the director of one of your episodes? Rip. You know yeah. how I feel. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, as far as not killing off people. That... <sighs> oh, true. Okay. All right. So let's get into. So again, please donate to transgenderlawcenter.org if you are able to. Um. And at the very least, stop stop following her on Twitter. <laughs> if you're still following right. her, get off. <laughs> right, right. Yes. No, no. It's a, it's a no. Don't do it. No time for that. No time for that. No, no, no. Okay. So this episode is called the Siege, which we forgot to we forgot at the end of episode twenty four oh, yeah, yeah. to predict. But I I don't think either of us would have ever. Yeah. Nah. Picked that. That was not. Yeah. That was not at all something i was expecting this to be about <laughs> and also why is it called the siege where what where's the siege happening like i've heard a bunch of people yeah. ask this question because i look if you look it up like the main definition of siege is a military operation in which enemy forces surround a town or building cutting off essential supplies with the aim of compelling the surrender of those inside okay that literally never happens in this episode. Not at all. Yeah, I guess not. Hmm. And like medieval times, you know, a siege would last weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd literally be tr- trying to starve people to death. So yeah, I mean, there, are, there, are, there are sieges in the Clone Wars series. So like we know what those look like. I guess that's true. But my pal, um, I don't know if this is her real name, but this is her Twitter <laughs> handle at... Alia Aloha. A L I A A A L O H A. Okay. Oh man. Hey, hi there. Hi Ala. Hi Alia Aloha. <laughs> okay. Are you guys friends or something? We're pals. And okay. I'm pretty sure she listens, so Oh dang, hello. <laughs> What's poppin'? Hey howdy hi. Um she tweeted. I was nerdy and googled siege definition, and one result is interesting. A prolonged period of misfortune. Okay. 
So now I'm really Weird. nervous. I'm really nervous anyway after this episode for obvious <laughs> reasons. But like now I'm... Oh. This is going to be bad. There's going to be dark pain yeah. ahead. And I don't like it. Because if they take them... If they separate them now after they're just like oh, so man. close. I can do it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like oh I can't talk about lost. <sighs> oh crap! You, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Oh, it's exactly like lost. <gasps> oh no! Oh my god, it's exactly <laughs> like lost. <laughs> oh no 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 no! It's not it's not yet. Let's just say that. My son. No, Where's no. my son? <gasps> what? <laughs> Shoot. Let's just say that. <laughs> this is, but you know my. I, as a parent, I'll just be, I'll just be. Yeah, you, you don't bode well with that type no, of No, I'll trope. be, I'll be devastated. It'll yeah. be really awful. Well, you just need to stop, you need to stop empathizing with parents and children in Star oh, Wars. okay, let me just not <laughs> empathize anymore. <laughs> that's, that's your bad. Okay, so, if that's the definition of siege they're going for, I'm just really going to be sad. Right, But, right. um, okay, wow. so let's start. Before the picture even comes on, I knew yeah. you would be freaking out because you hear the stalled engine <laughs> sound. Yeah, that thing. Oh, so good. That's a classic. And then the, classic. you hear that little sound and then the picture of the Razor Crest pops up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know yeah, if you've ever laughed harder than this scene between <laughs> Din and Baby Yoda trying to fix the ship. Because I don't I think mean, I've ever laughed harder. Okay. I... I am not one to laugh during TV, <laughs> but this was funny. Actually, yeah. This was hilarious. Like, I don't... Because you always ask me, how hard did you laugh? I never I never really laugh. I found this scene more, like, cuter than funny, to be honest. I was full-on cackling. I <laughs> okay. had to rewind it three times because I kept missing what was being said oh, because no. I was cackling that loud. But by the way, have we... Have we ever watched an episode of The Mandalorian together in person on its premiere? Maybe once? I just realized that. Maybe? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, this week, and it's going to be a big one, and we're going to get to see it together, so... Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, actually, I remember. We were supposed to watch the finale together, but I watched it before you did. <laughs> I remember now. Well, lucky for you, I've blocked that from my memory, because I didn't remember that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up again, jerk. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so tempted. Okay, but we have to talk. Okay, so after the second I heard blue and red wires, like, of Bruh. course, my metaphorical... I mean, please. Ding, 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 <laughs> went off. But I was also just hysterically laughing because of the little baby noises he was making. And he's just, like, in that little tiny window. Eh? He's just, like, all the way back there. He's just eh? like... Eh? Yeah. And the fact that, okay, like, you have to imagine, he's like, okay, I obviously can't fit in there, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to crawl. I'm going to put you in there. Go ahead. Go. Yes. Okay. Go and crawl back in there. I need you to pull the red wire out. (laughs) It's great. Holy cow. It's very iconic. But on top of it being absolutely hilarious comedy. Yeah. We've got a force metaphor going on. And we've also got the communication theme coming up again Ooh. at the same time. True, true, true. Because yeah. he is 
desperately trying to get him to do the right thing. Desperately trying to communicate to him what to do. Yeah. Oh, and, and obviously we have another theme of just classic parent-child moments. Yeah. Oh, dude. That oh my every gosh. parent oh can identify God. with. Every oh, single yeah. parent on earth. First day at school. and First day at school. Dropping tr- off the kid at a babysitter. Trying, oh, one, but- trying to get your kid to help you fix something. Like, hold the, <laughs> like here, hold the flashlight. Or here, hold this wire while I do this. Mm-hmm. And the kid just, like, not doing the right thing. And you're just <laughs> like, no! 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 Aren't you, why aren't you listening? Like, it's... I've, man. Classic. That is all too relatable on it's my front. It's so... Re- oh, my God. Me and Dad were <laughs> laughing. Dad? Me With and dad. dad were laughing about Are it. Are you serious? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. About me? Yes. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't clown me. Because you... You know are, I have problems. ...have literally been Baby Yoda in that scenario so many times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So have you. Okay? I'm not saying um, I haven't. Like, trying to get to record this podcast... There you that? go. There's another. There's Shutty. another. There you go. This but, dude can't press record, right? She can't even press record. <laughs> I gotta walk her like she's 90 years old through this process, dog. It's terrible. Um. So anyway, this is actually, on again, it's a very layered, la- super layered thing really going is. on. Um. Yeah. But okay, uh, utmost in my mind, obviously, was the force metaphor mm-hmm, of the right. red wire. And the blue wire, yeah. which obviously traditionally Sith lightsabers are red and a lot of light side Jedi, whatever you want, whoever, are blue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah, okay, I have something to add, but go on. So, but, I mean, obviously, specifically, of course, I thought of Raylo immediately. Um <laughs> And balance immediately mm-hmm. because yeah. he's standing there. He's already got the red wire in his hand because Din's mm-hmm. like, did you get the red wire? Do you have the red wire? And he's like, eh? And he holds it up. And he's like, okay, now put the red wire where the blue wire is. So then he pulls the blue wire out. And again, he's looking at him like, <laughs> he's looking at the wires like, uh. But it's so metaphorical though. Which one's which? Like he? Oh, I know. It's he's so like, metaphorical. Dude. Which one's red and which one's blue? He's a toddler. Mm-hmm. He probably is like colors. I don't clean know. Clean slate. Yeah, clean slate. You know. But again, my whole thesis statement. I know. I know. Yeah. Is that Baby Yoda is the balance of the Force? Mm-hmm. Naturally, the balance yeah. of the Force. Yeah. But him sitting there holding those two and not really being able to tell the difference uh-huh. when he's saying, no, 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 the red, no, no, the blue. Like he's trying to differentiate between the two, but, but they're just wires to him. Like to him, it's all the know? same, you know, they're yeah. like, well, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what he says about, he wants him to put the red wire where the blue one was and the yeah. blue wire where the red one was. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Which again is like, it, immediately I'm thinking of a yin yang symbol, a blue and a red one in my mind, where the blue would have a little dot of red and the red would For have sure. a little dot of blue, mm-hmm. and it's perfect balance. Yeah. But then he totally. also says, of course, but don't touch them together. Yeah. Because they're oppositely charged, and oh. that's dangerous. Yeah. And what does he think he says? He's, he thinks he's saying, 
touch them together because they ha- <laughs> they're having this communication problem again. Yeah. So he's just like slowly like <laughs> it's so putting slow. them together. Oh my god, it's so funny. If you yeah. if you zoom in on him when he's doing it, it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. I love it. I love it. I love how far away he is. Like, he's, like, all the way in there. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And again, a shout out to Carl Weathers. That is perfect comedic directing. Like, seeing Din's face through that little Uh square. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how funny it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, the the editing was great. And the, uh... Like, how the editing served the comedy, too. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, so he misunderstands... I think, and he just touches them together because he thinks that's what dad's telling him to do, and then of course there's a he gets electrocuted a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, how would that work? If they're oppositely charged, wouldn't that mean they attract? Well, you know. <laughs> I thought in, about that. I was like, why is that a yeah, bad thing? They would... I mean, I don't know. I don't work with batteries, and I don't know physics, but... I mean, I do, and I can tell you opposites attract in physics. So if you took a positively charged thing and a negatively charged thing and touched them together, nothing yeah. would happen? Oh, well, I mean, no. They would They would just attract. Like, it, it's more likely that something bad that's would happen magnets. if you... Okay, but with electricity, it's more likely that something bad would happen if you channel the same thing into itself. You'd get, like, it to blow up, right? It's like a feedback thing. Like, like in, for example, in my basic electronics class, I'm not going to get into it, but basically there was this thing where you could, you could, ca- you could cause your circuit to, like, short. Because if, if you, like, looped charge, hmm. basically. This is an interesting... Um, like, your battery can literally blow up. <laughs> but you're right. If you're talking about magnets, opposites tracked. They don't yeah, blow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. They connect, actually, quite nicely, you know? But this is all in order to get the razor crest mm-hmm. working again. Right. right. So then the bigger picture, metaphorically speaking, you know, it's all it's all very interesting. It's just like you gotta keep them separate. Like it's know, all very yeah, it's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I could talk about that scene literally for just that scene for like an hour. You gotta mention <clears> the baby group thing. Well, that you brought it up, so why don't you? Oh, I mean, it's exactly the same. It's very, it's, it's not worth talking too much about, but it's, it's the very, it's very identical to the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy Two when Rocket is looking into like that tunnel where Groot is with the bomb, and he's like, D- Baby Groot. So Baby Groot like doesn't understand anything now because he's a literal baby, and Rocket's like yelling into him to like. <laughs> Tell him to press this button. Or no, he says, don't press this button like 12,000 times. <laughs> and then you just see Groot looking at it. And then he just presses it. <laughs> so funny. But it's like that idea of like him looking through a little hole, like yelling yeah. at him. It, the comedy of it is super similar. It's, yeah. yeah I love it. Um, but this is the first... This is the first um, nod to the blue and red light and dark symbolism oh. in this episode and there are a bunch mm-hmm. of true them. true i was also gonna say potentially do you think it could be a political comment as well i mean why not yeah that's what i that's actually what i thought the first moment i thought sure, that sure because i mean 
we've already talked about how we think this entire season uh-huh. or both seasons have been leading to a in a you know some symbolism of mandalorian you know and americans and mm-hmm. blah 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 so mm-hmm. and i do think there's some election politics oh, yeah. symbolism going on in this episode later mm. so it's very very possible that that was on his mind when he wrote this too okay or not yeah i don't know i was thinking okay so the next scene of them drinking their bone broth together was freaking wow. adorable again yeah like, yeah i don't know how baby yoda gets any cuter than this episode i really don't mm. the challenge well, I feel like they're building up the cuteness on purpose to literally Ooh. rip our hearts out. To pull the yes. to pull the wall. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, okay. Yes, and I'm gonna be like, "You sons of bitches! How dare yeah, you?" That's, I see that happening actually. Because I've yeah. already said, like, season one, yeah, Baby Yoda was cute, but I did not get hyped necessarily. Yeah. Now I'm hyped. Like he's <laughs> so freaking cute this season. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm kind of like. What better, what, now that I think about it, because I never thought about that until you brought that up. Now, like, what better way to grip the audience for the next season, man? <laughs> that would be perfect <laughs> to get an audience, dude. I'm furious. I'm already <laughs> furious about it. Uh, I'm serious. I'm going to... Well, imagine having to be the person to write that. <laughs> it's going to be season one lost finale is what it's going to be, and it's going to yes, suck. Sir. Suck, suck, suck. Suck, 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 yeah. suck. By the way, do we know when the last season, uh, the last episode of Fargo is going to be? Like, I feel like there's, they're going on longer there's than There's two more. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there's two more. Yeah, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole kid thing going on in Fargo, too, mm-hmm. which is upsetting. Um, hmm? Oh, I guess, yeah, it's upsetting. But Okay, so back to Mandalorian. So they're drinking their broth, and Din is talking to him about okay, well, we're not going to make it to um, Corvus in this state that we're in, so mm-hmm. we're going to just divert and go to Navarro because we know we have friends there. That's a good place to get the ship fixed, which I think is what we said last week, where like, the only reason they would be going there is to get the yeah. ship fixed. So Called it. That makes sense, obviously. Right. But <laughs> the thing that I... There is something that I noticed in this scene, and there's a huge thing that I did not notice in this scene. <laughs> oh, okay. I did not notice. Well, I okay. I did notice that when Din was lifting up his helmet to take some drinks of broth, mm-hmm. Baby Yoda is looking up at him like, I know you have a face under there now because I saw <laughs> those other Mandalorians take their helmets off. I wonder if he's going to use the force to like take it off at some point or something. Oh, wow didn't think about that but that was really cute because now he's like i really want to see your face dad (laughs) can i see your face dad yeah but what i did not notice oh come on everyone please forgive me for not noticing dude we see his chin twice Yeah. yeah dude and there are people who are um major major uh fans of Pedro mm-hmm. Pas- Pascal. Am I saying it right? I always mm-hmm. feel like I'm saying it wrong. That's it. I believe. Who lost their minds 
and likened it to a Victorian peak of ankle. <laughs> like when women would never show any skin, like in Victorian oh. times. And you oh. would actually catch a glimpse of their ankle and it was like <gasps> scandalous. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's so weird, man, how things have changed. Somehow, I did well, I mean, not notice. It's, it's also, I think, I don't know, but, like, it's quite relevant in some Eastern cultures. I mean, you could talk about history, but, like, geez, Oh, man. actually, Brandon and I have just had a conversation about that yeah, recently. Okay. Hey, I thought you were going to say you didn't notice them drinking at the same time the second time, and that was cool. Oh, no, <laughs> the drinking at the same time was adorable. Like Amazing, amazing. They're purposely making them... You're right. You're right. Oh, so close. I'm so mad that you're right. Why do you have to be right all the time? Why do you have to be right? I'm just going to... Okay. That music is going to be sad. Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, he's... They're back to communicating pretty well. He's telling them, yeah, we're going to Navarro. So uh, then I think is when we get the title card and the episode title... Uh-huh. And then we see it cuts to where the armors. Oh, yeah. Did you freak out? I did, because I, I really thought we were getting armor. And then I was like, gosh, darn it. Uh-huh. No armor. But what we did get, which is also interesting, uh-huh. are those aliens. Yeah, I liked those guys. They were cool. The, the Pandababa guys. Oh, <laughs> Okay. So, of course, I had to get Google their species name because I'm oh. terrible with species names. Oh, well, yeah. And I'm like, Aqualish? They're what? called Aqualish? Oh, okay. Did not know that. So, immediately, I'm like, <laughs> Aqualish? Okay, All right, Mom. So, I Google them. They're friggin' amphibians. Oh, my. Really? Yes. Oh, that actually, of course, they look like... Like they, to they me, look they like don't. walrus. They look I mean, like walruses. I guess I never made the connection. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. Amphibians. Uh huh. Just like the tadpoles. Put a pin in it. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Um. Oh yeah, and I want to talk about the little fire ferret too. But they have Ooh, a yeah. fire ferret. They, they have a little. I'm calling them fire ferrets because I know. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Because of uh, Cora. Legend yeah. of Korra. She mm-hmm. plays on a organized bending team, and they're called the Fire Ferrets. Yeah, named so after a fire ferret. You know, there's a loose connection with Filoni and Korra. Oh my gosh, you I think mean, so? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That'd be weird. Maybe wow. not. Probably not. But okay. I mean, there's clearly Avatar stuff infused into this one, man. Into this show. Yeah, I mean. So we've talked about it. Sure. So, but it, the whole thing with that fire ferret, though, I'm like, what are they trying to say with this? Mm-hmm. You know, he's in a cage, and they're about to eat him. Oh, yeah, that was going to be rough, man. And then Cara Dune comes in, kills them all, because they're like, um, they're all bad guys. They've clearly stolen mm-hmm. money, and they're just, they're thugs basically living down where in the catacombs where the Mandalorians used to hide out excuse me and she sets the fire ferret free yeah and then the fire ferret's like okay you're my best friend now (laughs) and she feeds him also Mm -hmm. so much 
again, so much eating going on in this episode. There's so much eating this season. Because okay. <laughs> I mean, there is. I'm, I mean, a lot of eating happens every day, man. <laughs> but not necessarily know, on TV. I, I, where I'm you can see joking. It. I'm joking. Anyway, she feeds the fire ferret, and it kind of like wants to be her friend now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't. A little, I, little odd. I'm not sure what's going on there. There's a loose theme in this episode about being set free. Yeah, yeah, like doing something for your freedom or something like that. Or yeah, because the fire ferret gets. She literally says, "You're free." Mm-hmm. Go, go on. You're free. Mm-hmm. And then later she says the word freedom again, with respect to the planet that they're on, with respect to Navarro. Ah. And weirdly, and then that blue guy, Mithral, Mithral guy, <laughs> oh, yeah. is now serving a a term of um servitude, basically, to pay yeah. off his debt for embezzling money. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny. And he and um and when he when he sees him and he like e- ejects like this blue smoke, it's he, like, like psh, he like farts that, a little bit. That was super like, funny, actually. Too. That was so There's good. some quality comedy in this episode. Yeah, I love that part. I love that part. So, and then as the episode keeps going on, grief keeps getting the mithril to do help them out more by saying, "Okay, I'm going to cut a hundred years off your sentence. Okay, I'm going to cut thirty more years off your sentence." Right. So that he'll be free someday. So I don't mm-hmm. know. There's like a whole thing going on. I would agree with there. You know, that's yeah, interesting. I never thought about it. Those are three references. We have to we have to look at it as a theme. If there's more than I know, I know I, uh, I two said references. That. So yeah. anyway, that's yeah, I'll, th- I'll think on that while we talk. Mm-hmm. See if I figure anything out. Okay, so the um, <laughs> I think the next scene is the Razor Crest landing on Navarro, and we get. I mean, we've seen Navarro in the trailer, so we already knew it was like. Oh my god, it's now this lively, lovely place to live, and there's mm-hmm. colorful banners everywhere, and everybody's got bright clothes on, and there's <laughs> yeah. there's plants growing, and their little archway Yo. has been replaced with a brand new one, and yeah. all this good stuff has happened since uh, Den and Baby Yoda left. Yeah, and they, were, they were a big problem, apparently. All they needed was them to leave. No. I look at it that way. It's the opposite, I feel like. <laughs> I know, I know. They helped. Uh, they helped. So we find out that um, Grief is now a magistrate. Uh-huh. Whatever that means. I don't know. I never know what magistrate means. Is it like, is it like a political, like he's the, he's the mayor or something? Yeah, he seems pretty political in this one. Like, but he it, has control. It's definitely, like, him and Kara is the new marshal. Like, they full-on call her the marshal. Mm-hmm. So, she's, like, the marshal, and he's, like, a lawyer or a, or a mayor or something. It's so weirdly Western. Like, Weird? Well, I mean, that's what the show... I'll tell the show is, is a Western. It's literally I guess, a Western. I guess. It's a take, yeah. And not even just, like, subtly so. It's. I know, I know. I mean, they call them marshals. They don't need to do that. Yeah, they're banging <laughs> us over the head with the whole Western thing. And there's all these towns, like, in the middle of nowhere. Well, and the fact that this planet specifically is out in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. 
they keep referencing it being into the outer rim and how it's like nobody knows what's going on out here and nobody like whatever the the empire couldn't take us over neither should the new republic be trying to take us over like just leave us alone yeah i've noticed yeah yeah have they ever been out of the far regions yeah i mean there's outer rim they there's outer outer rim rim. planets all the time but it's like this one specifically is so i'm saying i'm saying has there have we gone outside the outer rim like whether more in or out in this show or have we always been in the outer rim this whole time oh i see what you're saying i don't know i'm not real good with my okay I don't want to make an assumption, but I'm not real. I've told you before, I'm not good with real geography, and I'm not real good with <laughs> Star Wars geography. Star Wars geography either, but I do know Navarro. What's the difference? <laughs> I don't know, but they keep saying how this is we're out in the outer rim. You know, nobody's paying attention to us, and it's we like it that way. Basically, is kind of their attitude. For sure. Um. So grief has his best people get to work on fixing the Razor Crest, which is. Not very good. <laughs> well, turns out to be not very good. But um, yeah. So they take him. They're like, okay, we need to stop off here. And they go to where the building where the cantina was in season one. Mm-hmm. So this is where Din went to have his meeting with Grief. Yep. Where Grief tells him. It there's gives him the pucks and. There's this job. Mm-hmm. Ah. You got to go see this guy about this uh-huh. thing, and I can't tell you anything else about it. <laughs> yeah. And it ends up being, you know, Werner Herzog, the Imperial, and that's how he ends up on the path to Baby Yoda. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting, because now this building that set him on his path to Baby Yoda is a school. Bruh. <laughs> yeah i know i was like i thought that was so cool man mind blown yeah actually i thought that was so cool i thought it was so so cool yeah and what i did not expect was that it would be him dropping his son off at school <laughs> yeah. oh dude that was so good where he's like but 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 but, but no i don't really my baby <laughs> and they're like dude relax come, come on relax it's dude. fine it's a school yeah that's great that was a pretty great scene oh and then a bunch of people (laughs) noticed a bunch of people noticed right before they're walking into the school there is a there is now a ig11 memorial statue (gasps) in the background whoa i did not see that it's totally there that's awesome dude it's totally there. Is that the coolest He's, thing I mean, ever? He is a hero. He is such so. a hero. But it reminded me of the episode of Firefly with um, Jane and Janestown and the hero of Canton. You have no idea what oh. I'm talking about. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Where Jane goes back to this town that he had, like, run a scam or something. Or I can't remember. <laughs> like, he had stolen yeah. a bunch of money or I don't know. But somehow the townsfolk now saw him as a folk hero and they were, they wrote this folk <laughs> yeah. song about him called the hero of canton and they have a statue of him in the middle of town that's and so it, stupid it was stupid but it automatically my weird brain was like oh my god it's the oh. hero of canton oh that's weird okay anyway. interesting connection no no it's not it's just stupid but <laughs> okay but that <coughs> sorry oh no nah. that is what it made me think of immediately okay 
Um, but ha- then I got kind of weepy because I'm like, oh my god, it's a memorial statue. Yeah, that, that is, that's deep, bro. And I, I miss IG-11. Oh. Yeah, honestly, I did too. Bring him back. Bring him back. Okay, so just to talk about the school scene next. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's like dropping his kid off for the first day at school where it's literally like the parent is super upset about it, but the kid couldn't care less because the kid's like, <laughs> this People. looks... Yeah, this is like fun. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, so he's they plop him down in his desk and he's so little <laughs> and all the other kids are like, "What the Yo. hell is dude, this?" Dude, I thought we were going to get a moment when like they start laughing at him and then Din like walks up to the front of the room and he's like, "You be nice." <laughs> like like you know what I mean? That would have been that, funny. Ah, dude. Oh, yeah, I, I was really upset when that didn't happen, actually. I thought that would have been great. But, anyway, um, continue, please. Well, so, just because I happened to notice what they were taught, what the teacher was teaching them about at the during that class mm-hmm. was trade routes. Uh-huh, yeah, I noticed that. And they named, uh, they name-dropped Chandrala. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Which is now the like the capital so this is of the planet of the of of the republic oh chandrila is the planet where han leia and baby ben oh man are right at this moment living whoa in the timeline Oh, that's so weird. And (laughs) i know i know and of course i my mind goes directly to that Star Wars rollout episode of Baby Ben, like, drawing on the carpet on the floor. <laughs> oh, so Baby Yoda and Baby Ben. Yeah. They're children at this time. Yes, they are. Ah. Is that what you're getting to? Well, honestly, it was just, like, a thought while I was watching this that made me sad for a minute. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Baby Ben's happy right now. <laughs> He's drawn on the carpet and he's making friends with blue butterflies and Yeah, dude. Living his life, man. And then this friend of mine on Twitter just had to go there and he just had to tweet something like you all realize that at this point in time Han and Ben are like best they're like they're like <laughs> Din and Baby Yoda and they're like the bestest of friends and You realize like, that right now Chewbacca is is his godfather or whatever and they're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like why did you have to say that oh dude why did you have mean. to bring that up that's mean why they say that don't say that so yeah okay move past it move past I it We're on. <laughs> i know i'm like down now don't get sad don't get sad. sad there ain't no time for that we're we're going right now okay but the other couple of fun things in the scene where there was the little girl with the ray buns that everybody noticed oh i did it, not <laughs> okay See, I told you to watch this more than once, and you refused. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, she leans over to talk to her friend about mm. Baby Yoda, probably. See? And her friend is wearing goggles on her head, just mm. like Dr. Afra and Hera. Mm. And it's adorable. That's, it's yeah, I noticed, I noticed that. So but, stinking adorable. Well, um, I don't like how the kids are... I don't like how they're talking... Trash about Baby Yoda, man. <laughs> I was kind of like, dude, like, where's Anakin? Get that dude in here. I'm kidding. Okay, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, rude. 
<laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But like, okay. dude, don't bully him. So then, in another moment of comedy, and another moment of eating, we see this kid sitting next to Baby Yoda eating what appear to be blue macaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they literally looked nothing other than that. And I l- immediately was like, damn, I want a macaron right now. Like, <laughs> and a whole bunch of my friends went out the next day and got macaron, and I'm sitting here oh my like, gosh. my gluten-free ass <laughs> gets no macaron, so... Ooh. Brutal. Yeah, no fun. No fun for me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this kid has these cookies and Baby Yoda again wants to eat them. Okay, yeah. And he asks politely, like he does try to ask politely. And of course this kid is like, step off, George. No. <laughs> these are yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> he step literally off, he's looking at him like, No. <laughs> yeah, classic kindergarten moment, classic man. classic that kids. is so classic yeah, exactly um so honestly and what i feel i'm kidding but in a justified move like if i had the force i would always be Uh-oh. using it to bring food to myself especially <laughs> especially cookies true bro he uses, true. The, he uses the force to f- float the blue cookies over to himself <laughs> and then he's and, like eating no, up, and the crumbs are getting all over his tunic, and it's the cutest thing. It ever. was, yeah, but it's cool how like I'm trying to remember what movie that part reminded me of. Like, kind of like Gremlins, kind of like how like something would be there and then it wasn't there, and then you see the other guy he has, and all of a sudden it's like, like you didn't see it float to him this right, time. Right, that's true. You didn't. It like cut, and then you see him already eating it. So it's what is that? That's. That's something, man. I'm sure it's been used in a hundred different ways. Yeah, but there's something that made it iconic. I am so lame. I should know this. Oh, well. So, I don't know. Of course, it is really funny, obviously. Everybody thinks it's funny, but again, he's like, he tried the the high road. He tried asking, because that's what he's learned over the last couple of episodes. You don't just eat stuff you ask. True, true. But then the kid's like, no. And so... <laughs> he's like, all right, got it. Well... <laughs> he cracks his knuckles and he's like, all sorry. right. <laughs> guess I gotta... You wanna play ball, bud? Exactly. Guess I gotta use my force powers then, because I'm... <laughs> come hell or high water, I'm eating those cookies. I hope you know. Yeah. And and they're very blue, by the way. They're very blue. Like, what the... So, another instance of some sort of blue or red playing a major part in this episode right and you can say it was an arbitrary choice maybe it was Uh uh-huh but quite honestly in this particular episode i don't think it was i think it was on purpose that they chose blue oh dude i mean it it was entirely blue. like there was not a there was not a bit of it that wasn't blue (laughs) (laughs) it stood out like a sore like a sore thumb i was like what the heck and honestly it could have been red. Like, if it had, if the cookies had been red. That would have been interesting. I think that would have sent a whole different oh, message. Yeah. Because the fact that yeah. they're blue, and blue is always associated with the light side. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different thing. Because then later, because what happens with him eating too many cookies... And being too excited about the fact that his dad is killing a bunch of people... Um, 
what happens. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, but I was also going to say it's interesting because, you know, now we're talking about this. It's interesting how there's kind of like a weird, it's kind of paradoxical in a way. Because, I know, we're talking about these cookies so in-depth, and I think we sound like idiots. No. But it's... Because they knew when they... You don't they, think so? They knew when they okay. made those cookies bright blue. Okay, okay. They would I, know, be I know, Instantly iconic. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. And, again, I just don't think that's an accident. I think they did Whoa. it on purpose. No, 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 no. I'm not... You didn't let me finish, though. I'm not saying that I think they did it by accident. I'm saying I think I understand what's going on, but I, I just think it's, it's funny how in-depth we are getting about these cookies. <laughs> but um, it's... I, it is funny, and again, it's like me at the board, this always sunny in Philadelphia guy, but... <laughs> Looking like, ah! Seriously, yeah. though, they're putting <laughs> these things in there. Wait, like, how many... Let me, let me finish my thought! Let me finish oh, I my thought thought. you were done. No. Um, it's interesting. It's paradoxical, like I said, because in a way... They're like entirely blue, so because they're entirely blue, I'm gonna call them for this for this metaphor analogy, whatever you want to call it. I'm gonna call that those cookies the light side. Okay, we're just gonna say that. Well, yeah, it's, that's exactly. It's interesting. What I think so too. Okay, it's interesting how, in order to get the light side in him, in order to ingest that light side, he has to steal it and do something bad. You know what I mean? Isn't that extremely to... interesting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then again, when what happens later, we'll talk about that. And what yeah, okay. I feel like that thing. I think that means something okay. very, very, very clear. Oh, 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 oh! Now I remember yeah, what we're yeah, talking. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Let's okay. go. Let's go. I'm there. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so let's just recap. He has eaten <laughs> in this season of the. There's only been four episodes, and already the baby has eaten implied dragon meat. We don't see him eating it, but we know he probably does. Frog eggs, baby spider, blue cookies, (laughs) bone broth. Uh huh. And then in season one, we see him eat bone broth, a frog, and then funnily enough, when Grief thinks he's going to try to eat him when he's actually (laughs) healing him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so don't tell me baby yoda eating stuff is not important in the show it Son. is it's oh, yeah. super important i feel you man all right so we leave the school and we end up back in grief's office and we meet our good old friend mr mithril again or mr blue guy so that's your friend <laughs> or, i always forget his name the myth i mean how could you forget myth is in his name i guess his species that's true that's true but wow a lot of people have noted though and it's it is starting to become very obvious Mm -hmm. that there are main characters in this show that are that don't have a name yeah oh yeah there's like a lot of them what's up with that fish lady fish husband the mithril are there others yep. that I'm forgetting? I mean, we never... A lot of extras. We never... Well, extras, but... We never sorry. find out the names of any of the Quarren from the last episode mm-hmm. or any of the Moncal from the last episode. True. True. They're just totally skipping over all of that. And then, again, like, hmm. this guy's clearly got a big role and so did Fish Lady. And we just don't know their names. So... It's weird. 
it is a little, it's very, it's weird. And I'm like, what does this mean? Of course. I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What does that mean? Does it mean he's bad at naming things? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just him. It's across this whole, wait, who, who do you mean him? Who? John Favreau, Filoni. Oh. Maybe they just are like, we don't need to name everybody. Let's move on. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, I don't think Din cares. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's very weird that we get another whole episode with the Mithril and we still don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. True. I um, mean, but again, that is very Western. I guess. Like short stories in like a Western format. No one ever has a name. Or in a play, you know, like a like a typical play. It's always just like the waiter or maybe like car driver number one. You know what I mean? Like. I, I just know. I just feel like thematically that has to be a choice that they're making for Maybe, yeah. for some big you know important reason. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I I'd be interested to see if that plays out. I just want to keep yeah I want to see if there's any more this season. Okay. Where we don't get names, but again I'm gonna note here's another freaking amphibian. <laughs> this species <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is amphibious. I've looked up all of these species just to make sure that they are amphibious and. I didn't really even realize this, but there's a mithril in Rise of Skywalker. There is. You're looking at huh. me like I'm crazy, but there is. <laughs> really? He's well, yeah. He's a he's it... a he's with the resistance. Oh. Is and he blue? he's blue, but he's an adult mithril, whereas this guy is not an adult yet. They keep t- calling him a fledgling. He's young. <laughs> okay. So, and also, Grief literally says he's been working for me since he was a polywog, which is the same thing as a tadpole. Right, right, right. True. True. So he, they make it clear to us, this guy's an amphibian too. Pay attention. Why there's so many frog people? (laughs) It's so weird, isn't it I mean, it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like this is what my subconscious has been doing in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, this is me with, with, with frog frog. With fr- oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Colin, Colin's yeah. security toy was a little. Um, if you know the Beatrix Potter stories, the little frog Jeremy, I can't remember his name now, but um, I think his name's Jeremy something. Anyway, that was his little security. Jeremy hops. No, <laughs> but that was his little um, security toy when he was growing up, and I mean, we called him Frog Frog. I mean, security is a bold word. I just liked it. No, dude. You couldn't go without that thing. <laughs> Sorry. I actually Incorrect. still have it here. Whenever I write counterpoint, I actually sit him right up, right next to my computer. He's just always there. I'm kidding. That's not I don't actually have You don't have frog frog. <laughs> we don't know where he is. He's in your room somewhere. I just don't know. He's in there. Yeah. But I'm not kidding. Let us count. Let us count the amphibians. Do you have a list? Mithril? Oh. I think I do at the end here. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure we can do do it off the top of our head, like Mithril, Frog Lady, Frog Husband, Tadpole, uh, Tadpole. I mean, I guess the eggs. If we want to Quarins, the stage. yeah, Quarins, the Moncals, yeah, the Thugs, the Aqua, the lady. Aqualish, the Mithril. Mm-hmm. That's just this season. We've only had four episodes. How much you want to bet, Baby Yoda is an amphibian? That would be so weird. Yeah. 
wouldn't it? Well, that'd be, that would make so much sense, right? Because there's a, those shots a while ago. You were like, there's a lot of shots of him like looking through glass at the at these tadpoles. Like it's like he's looking at himself. Type hmm. of thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm. But mm. I mean, it just. I'm just gonna say this. It just lends itself to my this is the water season theory. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you're right. Because it does. It just does, and also we've already talked about how amphibians are binary because mm-hmm. they can live equally in the water and on land, and they're about transformation. Yeah, because they go through this growing phase. Yeah, it's like a transform. metamorphosis. Super interesting. It is. Okay, so we find out, that's where we find out that Mithril um, had embezzled money from Grief, and that's why he is now currently working for him, because he has to work for him to pay off his debt, basically. Right. Um, and another interesting thing is, when they walk into the office... Mithril's talking to someone on the like little communicator or whatever. He's looking at oh. it. He's got like a tablet in his hand and he's talking to someone. Mm. And he says something like, yeah, there's no registration, but I'm pretty sure it belongs to. And then he cuts it off because they walk in the room. Okay. So what I was, saying? so I was like. Who's he talking to? Oh. Because at that point... Oh, you point, think he's sneaking something? Well... Oh. I don't know. I hope not, because I really like Mithril, and I like to think he is blue, which would indicate... He, he should, is all blue. He should be a good guy, but... Mm. I mean, we think Griff's team is... Or Grief's team is uh, good guys. Yeah. I don't know. Marie Claire made some points... About okay. how maybe he's a bad guy, like he's a mole, but the blue guy. Oh yeah, I would, I would totally see that, dude. Um, she mentioned that he says something, like he makes a joke about how he doesn't want to go back into carbonite because he still can't see out of his left eye. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like, biblically, the left eye is true. True. Meaning you're bad. That's like. Yeah. The left evil. is typically the bad. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's a mole. I hope not. I'll be also, sad. Also, it's, like it's like he's wearing an eye patch, too. <laughs> That's well, what I thought. Right? Yeah. You, you would think. Yeah. If they were going to be that on the nose about it. But, um, I mean, later on, I, was, I, I feel like he was talking to the New Republic. He was talking to that pilot. Mm. Yeah. Who is really, really, really want to track down Din Jaren? Like he's he really yeah <laughs> he's after yeah. him like out of nowhere. Okay. Like catch me if you can. Yeah, level. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> he's obsessed with catching him for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about Mithril. I really hope he's good. I think we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see soon enough. Uh, okay. So they have this whole conversation, which is basically exposition about how you know this whole area where they live is now safe because they've cleaned it up however 
They would really appreciate if Din would help them while his ship is being repaired for free. Um, <laughs> because there is this supposedly mostly abandoned Imperial it base. Is. It never it is. It never is, exactly. <laughs> On the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. And Grief is concerned because it's high. there's a lot of weaponry in there and he's concerned that the um, people are going to steal the weaponry and sell it on the black market and, you know, there's going to be a whole thing and that's where Cara Dune is like, yeah, if we could just get rid of this base, the whole planet would finally be free. Right. right. And, um, you know, then Grief's like, we can make this a trade center for the region and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Din's like... See all this all okay, this talk fine. about all this talk about trade reminds me just a lot of um Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Yeah, if we're talking Star Wars, definitely, but I was gonna say more like realistic <laughs> uh like actual human history, world history, when yep. like the transcontinental trade systems were in mm-hmm. you know, full fully functioning and like the Silk Road and spice trading and like, all that stuff. I, sure. I was getting a lot of that this time. Yeah, it's interesting that there's a couple of mentions about trade. Yeah, like, it seems like the outer region is trying. Which, if if we're talking about the American thing and the Mandalorian thing, would that not be, like, totally nodding to, like, you know, because America, when it was founded, it was trying to become the best, you know? And they were trying to become kind of the hub of humanity and, like, all... Like this stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, trade thought. trade has been a huge thing throughout history. About you know. Well, it was the only thing. Wars have like, been started and yeah. ended because of trade. Like it's a yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in the last episode, them bringing up the black market, and then they brought it up again this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's yeah. there's definitely a trade undercurrent going on yeah i just I, I find it cool yeah you bring up the phantom Menace. i find it interesting how in the mandalorian they find a really good balance between talking about like the poli- the political like kind of what's going on like in the galaxy with like government like the new, the new republic and all that but it's not too much you know right like the yeah. story is st- like not to say that the story in phantom menace isn't interesting but i feel like it was very saturated with talk of what's going on which of course is in tandem with the idea that Palpatine is the Chancellor and we got to see where it starts and where it goes. Sure. I understand. But um, I guess because we already know that, they're not focusing on it too much. I don't know. I appreciate that because, um, I don't know, it's just it's entertaining. I agree. They keep it entertaining. But they also keep you informed very nicely mm-hmm. when like resist when rebel people come up, New, New Republic people come up looking for things. It's always like, oh, yeah, a reminder that, like, you know, same thing with the Imperials, too. You don't get a lot of stormtroopers, but when you do, it's really cool. And um, I don't know, I, like I love how it's like the Mandalorian, but it they do a really good job reminding you of what's going on. They do. They do a really good job of balancing original trilogy stuff with prequel stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're seeing sequel stuff. Oh yeah. Clone Wars stuff, Rebels stuff. Like honestly. It's It's very balanced. And mixed in with all of that, we have politics. And the new stuff. Normal life of these people. Like, Mm -hmm. just just normal everyday life stuff. 
heavy mythology, heavy metaphors. Like, it's gotta, really, gotta really... Gotta applaud the writers, man. The writers are kings this time around. That's kind of why I can set aside the whole egg episode as being like, well, he flubbed that a bit. Mm. But overall, well, come, yeah, come this on. season come. has been... Mm-hmm. So behemoth. It's so a balanced. behemoth. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's so. It's like there's just pocket things happening everywhere. You know what I mean, I, I mean, as a Star Wars fan, I mean, Star Wars fans are obsessed with like finding little traces of things and making them huge, of course. as we know. Yeah. And this season is made for these people, like I find, <laughs> like you, like you. That's what I'm saying. It is, and then again in this episode, like half of it is, you know kind of mundane and then the second half is nothing but action like it's just Mm -hmm. hardcore action which Mm -hmm. that's part of star wars like yeah i I like some pew pew i'm sorry i do (laughs) pew pew i have to say like i was a little bit distracted during the pew pew this episode yeah totally um because i've become so accustomed to all the deeper layers of things that that kind of i was like well this is a nice chase sure yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. well directed. Good job, Carl Weathers again. Like nice job. Mm-hmm. The music was sick. Music was sick. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's go ba- let's get back to the recap cuz we're almost to the action. Um Woo. So the plan is they're going to this base is powered by a reactor that runs off of the lava that lies just beneath the surface of the planet. I dig it. Okay. So dope. I dig it too. I dig I like it too. That. Hardcore. Very, okay, so, very Lord of the Rings <laughs> moment here. <laughs> but but also like again, it's red. The lava's red. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of the antithesis of water. Think about that. Yes, it yeah. is. And we have all these amphibians running around and they make it a point to show us during the the ship chase like later when when the razor crest comes in and he's uh-huh. trying to take out the tie fighters oh that yeah, is a very them. that is a very blue sky oh very blue sky <laughs> I, yeah yeah you're right about that yeah okay i know i'm getting crazy and i'm about to get even crazier oh i think i know where you're going this is my tin fo- this is my tinfoil hat theory of the day uh-huh. okay wow so, I-, I doubt it's gonna be that bad no, it's pretty bad. Nah. <laughs> so nah. they show a graphic of the planet, and they show how this base is on the other side of the planet. The The base graphic is, of course, red. Yeah. <laughs> and they're showing us, like, how this base is shaped like a T. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... it's. Long, it's wide and skinny, and it's built into a like a cliffside. Very Rogue One-y, for sure. That's I did. I thought I thought of Edu immediately, sort of when I saw it in yeah. person. It, I'm like, oh wow, it looks like Edu. Yeah, totally. I've heard a lot of people say it reminds them of um, uh, Force Awakens. Too, no, 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 of? no. The oh. video game. Um, oh my god, the video game that you love. Force Unleashed? No, the new one. Jedi Fallen Order? Yes, Jedi Fallen Order. That the that, re- that the arc that the architecture of how it's made. Oh, into the I see. Side. 
I do see what they mean. Oh, yeah. I guess so. But I thought of Edu, and then I was like... That's a T. That's a T. <laughs> Hold on. And later on, we find out that the, the you know, the, the T part, like the long part that's going up and down, is uh-huh. the actual shaft uh-huh. of where the lava oh. is going to get out of control because they're going to cut off the coolant. Yeah, right, right. Which is blue, by the way. I and know. then <laughs> the red lava will take over and blow the place up. That's the plan, to turn off the uh, coolant. But that's a metaphor that you're kind of just flying past real quick. Well, I'm, that's later. But the T, I got like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> first of all, okay, first of all. You hear this, you hear this people? A letter sets her off. A <laughs> single letter can set her off. First of all, I thought immediately there is a type of cross in Christianity that is Don't shaped, hit the table, by the way. They're, that is shaped that. like a T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. So I looked that up just to confirm. I'm like, yes, in fact, that's there okay. is a specific type of cross in Christianity that's shaped like a T. But then I was like, but what's that called? Tau. The Greek letter tau. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is where we get our letter T from. Ooh, are you about to talk about what I think you're about to talk about? Well, it's... Are you about to talk about what I think just, you're about to talk about? Shush, shush. Oh! So the Tau, Bro. sometimes, like, most of the time, like, from my experience and my education, the Chi is the, the X-shaped letter that we use to refer mm-hmm. to Christ most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the Tau can also... Uh, refer to Christ. Okay. Right. So I googled so I googled Tao to see like what's the symbology behind Tao. Yeah. I know you're life going. and resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well well, yes. As well as are you doing talk about what And it also said Bro. It is a also a symbol used to denote Bro. the golden ratio. Ooh! <laughs> Which is Colin's favorite topic in the it world. It is the best topic ever. Yes. And that is the golden ratio. I don't, I'm not even going to talk about it, what it is mathematically. There is a mathematical thing to it. Oh, but allow, it's, allow me. Allow me. It's the... I'm kidding. It's the golden ratio of, of life, basically. Wait, mother, mother, hold that thought. Um, okay. Remember how I told you my roommate can, like, inner, inner, um, can get into his computer? Yeah. Uh, he's playing Minecraft, and it's not muted, so I need to turn it off. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Technology is weird. Because his roommate already moved out, but he's accessing his computer from his house four hours away, playing Minecraft, and somehow it's using his computer in the apartment. And it <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, um, so while Colin is muting his roommate's computer... Again, I just want to emphasize that this base that is shaped like a T or a letter tau, the Greek letter tau, symbolizes life and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And what the hell are they doing in this base slash not a base, but a lab, mm. but trying to create life? I feel you, dog. I feel you. I mean, yeah, the fact that. Yeah, I don't know. Have they ever used anything indicative of the golden ratio before? I don't know. And like I said, this is a major tinfoil hat. I'm 
pretty i'm nuts like i realize how crazy this is but also who knows like but i mean the fact that the golden i mean this your your religious symbology and being in tandem with the golden ratio what i'm about to say this doesn't really matter i guess but it's interesting how like the golden ratio is kind of representative of life like how life was started well yeah forms yes yes die and yeah like most of the time, see, I didn't realize. I didn't realize it, that tau was used for that. I thought it was always um, phi. The letter phi is usually mm-hmm. what that's about. But it, it. I mean, I looked it up in several different places. Tau can also be used instead yeah, of phi. Yeah. I've, I've seen it in books and stuff. And tau can also be used instead of chi to represent the cross huh. and Christ. Tricky, huh? And what is so super a additionally interesting Mm -hmm. is that this base slash not a base slash lab like i said like that upward part of the t up and down part is where the lava is going to rise up and kill everybody Uh, yeah okay so i'm just like what the hell man if this Uh. is on purpose what are they saying? Like I don't know, man. I it's, don't know. It's, I don't know. It is the dark side trying to create life, where usually that's the light side's job. Well, I mean, it is very clear that there is some shenanigans going on with life creation in there. So. Obviously. It's Definitely. just... I'm sorry, but I, I, I okay. got it. Okay. I'm putting this on my list of questions off, that if I off, ever sister. run into... If I ever uh, run into Filoni, if I ever run into Favreau, I'm going to look like a, I'm just going to be that crazy person to be like, I have one question for you and I need to know. <laughs> one <laughs> is, question. Is that lab on Navarro supposed to be a Tau or not? <laughs> oh, yikes. Brother. And then they're going to call security. Oh, I mean, go off, sister. That's fine. <laughs> I felt like I was crazy. When I was I, putting this honestly, together last night. I don't know why, because I've literally like... With you and wombs, it is equivalent to me in the golden ratio. So if you think you're crazy, man, I don't. I think you don't understand me at all. I but see it everywhere. Just the fact that the, sh- again, like the shape of the base made me go off on this down this rabbit hole for like an hour. I don't know. <laughs> How do you have that time, man? Well, I mean, it was three o'clock in the morning, so oh. I have nothing better to do. That's whack, man. Okay, so let's get back to reality now. So so now every time you see a T, are you going to say, that's a towel? That's a towel, basically. <laughs> okay. So they they travel out. Um, they, they get in Mithril's land speeder, and the yep. four of them travel out to this base, and clearly Mithril does not want to be there. He's worried about his you know he's like it's hot and dry and he has like a moisture (laughs) vest on or whatever you know what you know what can i just say something when he was complaining about the heat and the moisture you you what you gotta admit sounded a lot like you oh totally i'm basically (laughs) the mithril my feet are swollen basically it's hot (laughs) i'm sweating Eh. um i like i liked the whole thing with breaking into the base where just like he Mando yeets and and goes up above them and like just gets just basically throws the stormtrooper over the edge <laughs> and let Rip. to get them in. But another little thing I noticed was when they're like Mithril, we need you to help break in. 
-hmm. He uses that tool, and when Mm -hmm. he's using it, if you pause it, it is a red and blue little lightning kind of thing going on with that tool. I definitely did not notice. How much did you pause? What what are you doing, man? I just noticed it on maybe my my third watch. I noticed that it was red and blue. Okay. That's Uh, cool. I didn't know that. They use the term slice, which I'm not sure we've heard in this show before. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Because that is a sequel trilogy word, I'm pretty sure. They use the term slice, meaning, like, to hack into something. Right, I know, but I, I don't know if it's a sequel trilogy. I think that's just a Star Wars thing. Maybe. That's a hacking thing. Not that, sure. That's a term used in hacking. That I'm not sure about. But I just noticed that they used that word. Yeah, okay. Um, and then... So they make the mithril be the one to like tiptoe out, <laughs> tiptoe out onto this no railing. Of course, I love that no railings because the empire ain't got time for railings. I know what the, ever and, he, and, he, and he, I know and he's like he's like moving slow and he's like what are you doing? Hurry up! And he's like there's no railings. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so that's when he is they're right right by the lava and he's like i don't like the heat and i don't like the lava and i don't like this and i don't like that so you skipped a part in the notes no i'll get back to that oh Um, no (laughs) oh no so i knew it he's the one that has to climb out there okay turn off the coolant so that the lava will destroy the base Mm mm-hmm so he does that, and as he does that, you see the little red and blue indicator yeah. go Classic. from blue to red. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you see the lava down below, the blue guy who's turning this off. Uh-huh. You see the red lava starting to, like, really act up. I was also getting Lost Vibes here as well, by the way. Lost Vibes? Mm-hmm. From? Um, I don't know, a few things. Like, I feel like when the... Um, Oh, I can't. Spoiler alert. Okay, spoiler alert. For Lost. Okay. Yes, big spoiler alert. Please don't listen. Uh, <laughs> you know when like, Desmond takes the thing out of the well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the place... Yes, like, yes! Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the inverse of that, I guess, but it's the same principle, I would say. Yeah, it's very similar, actually. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so again, that's a lot of blue and red imagery going on there with him in the lava and then the indicator being blue and red. There's just a lot. There's mm-hmm. definitely yeah. <laughs> a lot of that in this episode. You know, and it's, actually... Uh, I, that I know I'm not crazy. That is, like, actually yeah. happening. No, you... I mean, the cookies... Come on. Yeah. But but basically, I I find... Sorry, that, I said that weird. I find that... I'm wondering if there was a touch of The Rise of Skywalker... The cinematography, the lighting, that, or maybe, and I guess Force Awakens too. Both of them kind of had the similar lighting of like everything is blue and everything is red kind of thing. Like I, I wonder if that was a, an inspiration, somewhat. I feel like it probably was, but because I mean you're right. Like everything is blue and red. There's no. I mean, this episode is not even close to as saturated with blue as Rise of Skywalker was. I yeah. I guess you're right. Um. But, I mean, it's, I think it's just a function of red and blue are just shorthand for light side, dark side, and Star Wars, yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so they turn off the coolant, 
you know, they're getting shot at occasionally. There's troopers. There's way more troopers in there than they thought there were going to be, which mm-hmm. is another indicator that something is going on here. It's not just at a deserted base. Yeah. And then they find their way into this room Oof. where there are two guys with the patches on their shoulder um, from, scientists. from Attack of the Clones, the cloner like the oh. patches oh they they have those patches on too just like that dr pershing did mm-hmm. and they um take those two guys out but they are very frantically like trying to destroy mm-hmm. the data that they have in front of them because reasons that we will find out in a minute right um so they take care of those two guys and they notice <laughs> There are vats, vats, vats of some sort of beings mm-hmm. in floating in water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Bacta. I believe it's Bacta. Oh, I suppose it could be Bacta. It's just blue. Yeah, it is blue. You're right. It's also a, a ma- like I love when there are parallels. Like metaphors are cool, but I parallels is what make my brain go like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I love the parallel between the eggs and the blue vat and this and the blue vat. Like, that That is is sick. That is sick. I love that, man. I didn't even put that in my notes. I didn't (gasps) even notice it. Really? Oh, dude. That was, that was like, that was my favorite thing. I'm (laughs) probably super stupid because I beautiful parallel. Beautiful. Like how, like how the egg is like such a pure little thing. And then there's just like a. Amaphorous, floating, evil, like thing in Looking the same. Looking like a Frankenstein in a. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely, so good, positively a parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, am I dumb? Boom, boom. No, you're not dumb. But here, I think I was traumatized slightly <laughs> because <laughs> that's why I probably didn't think of that. Because obviously, the first thing I thought of were the pickled Snokes and Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah. I didn't actually. Actually, I, when I was watching this episode, I was watching it right when the sun was coming through my window, so the screen was actually pretty blurry, and I had a hard time seeing what was actually oh, okay. in there. But well, one of those things has a big like crevasse in his skull, just like Snowcad. Oh wow! And wow. like that's the that's the first and only thing I could think of was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. This is <sighs> this is an observatory. This is not even this is one of Palps's observatories. It's got to be. Ah. Uh, uh, you okay. know, the contingency yeah, okay. plan and how there is a lava how, reactor. That's super palps. <laughs> super palpsy and it's all like real underground and it's like mm-hmm. they're keeping it at bay but barely. Oh. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I wonder if okay. I wonder if now that you're talking about this, that 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 art for Palps' original throne room with like the lava and everywhere, and stuff. Yeah. What do you think about? Because isn't it, isn't it like underground too? Like isn't there rock everywhere? Yeah, it was like a cave, oh. pretty much. Oh. Wasn't it? Wasn't didn't really look like this, but it was. I know it didn't. I've seen the, I've seen the picture. I'm just saying. I wonder if like, I mean, okay, obviously we know that like earth and lava, like that's what Palps is about, and like metal. So, you got all three right. of those things well, in this place. Yeah, there's a definite association between the dark side and lava. Because, duh, Mustafar, yeah. first of all. 
<laughs> and then yeah. that, yeah, that Macquarie art, original art of Palps' throne room was in a lava-filled so cave type of natural room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Navarro is just a really interesting planet because I've always, even from season one, I'm like, this planet is really dope because <laughs> dope. there is this lava under, like, it, it's there all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And lava is interesting because it's both destroyer and creator. It's very bi- It's a very binary thing, you know. Mm. How is it a creator? Because I, mean, once, I guess if you're taking the philosophy, that, no, like, it builds. It literally builds I land masses. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm once stupid. It cools I'm off. stupid. But what? How does it cool off? Water. <laughs> okay yeah uh, that's, water, true, that's true we're in the water season colin just accept it <laughs> i when <laughs> somebody find the clip where i said you're wrong i don't remember saying that dude okay 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 back to the Jeez. back to the new do you actually think i think you're wrong i think you just think i'm crazy but no i don't okay dude. fine i fine. literally don't back to the Back to Snokes. We won't call them pickled Snokes. We'll call them back to Snokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just horrified. Horrified. Because to me, all tying, your fears came back. <laughs> all my bad feelings came back from Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man. And I just felt gross about it. And th- this is my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. At a Strong, averse reaction. Wow. Okay. To the f- back to Snoke's. Okay. And then, um, but at the same time, I had a very strong, oh my god, reaction to the music that was playing uh, during the scene. Yeah, man. Because you can hear the the corral. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, the the dude corral only comes voices on, yeah. only comes around when we're talking about the dark side. It's totally related to Palps. It's totally related to Snoke. Dude, it only comes around during Palps. I I believe that no. there is not a single time in the Star Wars soundtrack where a male bass choir is used other than for Palps and Snoke. Well, Snoke, yeah, too. Well, yeah. Well, apparently they're the same, so that's what I'm saying. So I don't then, think they're, you know. So then I got really nitty-gritty about it, and I pulled up the, um, I already the forgot. soundtracks. I pulled up the soundtracks, um, and later on, after hearing, um, what the Force talk about, or Marie Claire and Ty talk about it, and uh-huh. then... Um, Frank Lehman has been tweeting about it. Christy Carew uh-huh. has been tweeting about it. So I am not, the, I am by far not the only person who caught on to this. If Christy said it, then I'm pretty sure we can, <laughs> we can assume it's true. Christy <laughs> is like writing up a, a thesis statement about it. She hasn't even, oh, she's just man. like, just wait, just wait, just wait. Cause she's not ready oh, yet. Oh man. All but right. Regardless, the tone that it, you, that they start with during that scene is literally the same note as Palps' teachings. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Then it goes up, what did you say, a minor 
third. Minor third. Mm-hmm. To a different tone, which mm-hmm. is the tone that if you go to the TFA soundtrack, mm-hmm. the same note that Snoke's music starts Actually, with. Actually kind of brilliant too, because a minor third is the first interval in, in Palps' theme. Oh, right. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. That. But then, as if that wasn't enough to make me, like, be yeah. so be excited. <laughs> yeah. This little motif. It's real small. I just I had to listen to it a few times. That is almost, it's like a note different from Kylo's theme. And I'm calling it Kylo's theme because that is the particular kylo motif that john williams turned into ben solo's theme mm-hmm. so okay. that is definitely still, but... kylo's well kylo had a bunch of different you know like fractured know, motifs technically but... technically it's a motif but yes it's thematic okay, okay but that is the motif that john williams yeah. turned into ben solo's mm-hmm. motif so john williams it's specifically assigned to kylo at this point Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. But okay, so some people are making the argument that that motif has been used in the show before, it at times where it has nothing to do with Kylo or Ben Solo or anything. Oh. Okay. But here's my opinion on that. Uh-huh. There's no way you're not going to tell me or there's no way you're going to tell me that Ludwig ah. Göransson. Yeah, come on, bro. Musical <laughs> genius. Buddy's kind of amazing. Composer extraordinaire has and, and. has oh, not sorry. realized that that motif is like one note away from being Kylo's motif. And here's the other thing. Okay, the amount of work, like actual meticulous work with hands that goes into production of electronic music. There is so much, and I can say this now from experience, there's no way he just missed that. <laughs> like, he probably worked on that for a long time and probably made a lot of changes to the same part for, like, hours. I'm positive it was on purpose. 100%. No doubt in my mind. So I, I think both things can be true. I think he could have put that motif in season one and then, like, was like, oh, yeah, that is... That is very close to Kylo's motif, but he wasn't. Subliminal. But he wasn't. Yeah, like you do it all the time, man. You'll write. Everybody does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you'll write something, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, that sounds exactly like this little snippet from the Nutcracker or whatever." And you'll be like, "Oh shoot, it does." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sometimes you don't realize you're doing it, but I think nah. in this case, yeah. having already referenced Palps and Snoke, that. Why would you not also reference Kylo Ren because Sno- because of Snoke and Palps's connection to Kylo Ren, and he is a child at mm-hmm. the same time right now. Yeah, I know. I also like. I mean, you got to acknowledge the fact that Kylo's motifs are kind of a take of Palps's motifs. Of course. So it's kind of like, how are you gonna? You can't separate them. They're not. They are related, just innately. So, so. that's my official stance that he wrote it initially. Not necessarily to reflect upon Kylo Ren, but then after realizing, hey, actually that works great, put it I mean, in to this scene I mean, whoa. on purpose. Bruh. Right. Also, Last Jedi, P- 
Pop Steam is literally quote. Did anybody have a problem with that? I don't think so. I mean, some people were like, that's a little weird. Like, even I was a little weirded out. But, but it, like, at some point, composers do that all the time. They'll take a theme. I do this sometimes. You'll take a theme and then you turn it into something else. Just, you can do that. A sure. theme doesn't need to be just a theme. Right. A theme can be a passage in like a really fast motive, like a really fast moment or like a, like John Williams usually when he uses themes, he means the usage of the, like it's very Wagnerian in that way. But I mean, Shostakovich did it all the time. Beethoven did it. Beethoven did it all the time. Okay, Symphony number no. five, literally all surrounded by the first four notes. Ba 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 ba. Like that ev- everywhere. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like that's, that's just a typical thing, man. I don't know. Are people like weirded out by that? Not weirded out, but just like saying, oh, well, that motif has been used in season one when it really had no connection. Like, it would have had no connection to why would he be referencing Kylo at that moment? It had no, there was no resonance there. But in this case, there is major resonance. Oh, yeah. He's already quoted, he's already referenced Palps. He's already referenced Snoke. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, there is this parallel between Baby Yoda and and Ben yeah. Solo at this at this moment in time. Like again, they name drop Chandrila. I'm just saying. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, that's like a deep cut. Come on. They're Come using on. the blue and the red so heavily in this episode, and that is they use Ray's hair, right? They use Ray's hair. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Didn't even think like that could be like, part of on. this, but. They are, you know, and a lot of people are like, I don't want this show to have a connection to the sequel trilogy because the sequel trilogy now bums me out. That's just music, man. And just I'm like, relax. well, no, it's not just music because I think oh. this whole thing is connecting oh. them. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But my bad. On on upon sec upon second and third viewings, and after sitting with it with for a couple of days. I think I'm okay with it connecting if they do it in a way that's not going to upset me. (laughs) Dude, I just, okay, well, I just thought of something that's going to upset you. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you about to bring up, like... No, no, listen. The DNA or the midichlorians being used on... (laughs) Well, no, I know, we've already talked about this. No, 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 no. What? Just listen. So, what if, like, they're a dyad? Uh, I've already heard that theory. <laughs> I've already heard that theory. Dude. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, that would be so weird. There's I no would not way. be okay with First of with all, that. there's... What, okay, f- you're talking about Snoke and Baby Yoda? Yeah. In a dyad? No. I, I would throw my <laughs> beverage across uh. the room. I'd be very mad. Dude, that would be so weird. I would hate that. But okay, so just just as another point of interest, when they're standing there and they're looking at the vats and they're realizing this is not a base, it's a creepy ass lab. (laughs) Something weird is going on here. Din says, I don't like this. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is a Leia quote. From oh yeah, it is, isn't it? When they get to, um, oh, I can hear it. I can hear it. Uh, Cloud City. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like this. Well, what would you like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Din <laughs> That's classic. Din is now quoting Ben's mom. Okay. Okay. You know. See a Skywalker? Sorry. <laughs> Later Dude. on in the episode, Din basically takes over Han Solo's role from A New Hope and saves oh. them, just like also Han Rey. saves. Also Ray, Yes, also Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, dude. Chill with that. Chill okay, with that, so dude. <laughs> let me read Dr. Pershing. They, they open up a hollow oh, yeah, from Dr. Pershing, which... I listened to it like 20 times because I did. I, yeah, I, I was like, so important. Yeah. <laughs> so he seems, he seems to start speaking mid sentence replicated mm-hmm. the results of the subsequent trials, which also resulted in catastrophic failure. I want to know there were promising effects for an entire fortnight, but then sadly the body rejected the blood. I highly doubt we'll find a donor with a higher M count though. I recommend that we suspend all experimentation. I fear that the volunteer, in all caps, question mark, question mark. Bold. (laughs) Bold word. Bold, underlined, italics, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. will meet the same regrettable fate if we proceed with the transfusion. Unfortunately, we have exhausted our initial supply of blood. The child is small, and I was only able to harvest a limited amount without killing him. If these experiments are to continue as requested, we would again require access to the donor. I will not disappoint you again, Moff Gideon. That's a packed, that's a packed moment. (laughs) So, somebody was given Baby Yoda's blood Uh with assuming, attempting to try to instill force powers into... When are they going to learn? This being. (laughs) Yes. And it worked for two weeks, but then that person died, it seems. Couldn't handle it. Or something bad. Something bad happened. I guess it doesn't say died. Catastrophic failure. Uh And now he's like, but I think we should stop because the volunteer will meet the same regrettable fate if we proceed. Right. Is that the person in the tube? I don't know. It's hard to tell, I guess. We'll find out. Who is he talking about? Palps? Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Is he talking <laughs> about Palps, though? Like, the clone that they've made? Oh. Because, okay, let's back it up. Per okay. Rise of Skywalker, uh-huh. Palps's soul or entity or whatever <laughs> immediately yeah. yeeted into Ye- a waiting clone body. I know, yeah. So... Somewhere out there, it's weird thinking about that. <laughs> is Palps is already occupying a clone body, mm-hmm. but we know from the novelization that the clone body that he went into was not in great shape, and it was not, you know, he was weak and he couldn't really. And they just right. kept they just kept trying to make new clones that could hold his greatness i guess handle it exactly so nasty so they could be i see what you're saying they could be talking about a palps clone (laughs) or they could be talking about perhaps they've already moved on to the next step where where palps is like listen i need a proxy because rot rot 
Otherwise, the whole galaxy is going to know I'm back and I don't want them to know yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> so that's why they're trying to make all these Snokes. All, they're trying to make a Snoke. I feel you, dog. To be a proxy. All right. And they're that's using Baby Yoda's blood to give that proxy force power. Which Dang. I've already told you creeps me out to the nth degree. Indeed. Indeed. That there is a possible connection now. Now, every time I look at Snoke, I'm going to think, Baby Yoda, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't mean to. No, I know. But I'm just going to be like, this is so effed up. Oh, my gosh. So Baby Yoda is the reason Ben died. Just saying. I mean. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him. Just kidding. At f- like I said, at first, I wanted no part of this storyline. I thought, oh, my God, don't. Just stop. Just don't. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, it's like a train wreck. It's like I got to look at it. I'm like, <laughs> really? Is, that what, yeah, is that what they're really doing here? How bold? How bold would that be of them? Or are that? we even going to find out? Is it just going to be like a suggested possibility? I, and then they're I never really going to say one way or the other what exactly they were doing. I hope not, dude. I'm tired of being spoon fed things. I just want to be left to think. I don't yeah. I also think that's a very, like, I think truths, truths could be told regarding that through video game format. I would not want to see that in this show. I would see that in a video game. That would be interesting. It but. really it really does kind of feel like the, the type of plot point that they would just float it and then yeah. talk about it in five years in a comic book or something like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah, I had a very binary reaction. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's just say. Yeah, you're just, you're just channeling that. At first I wanted to throw up, but now I'm kind of like, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. What's going to uh, make me more mad in the long run? Never understanding that stupid frigging story? Mm. Or actually getting some sort of viable explanation for Snoke and how he happened? Yeah, I mean, I would be down. But I don't want to know. I want to be left to think. Yeah, maybe. But also, by the way, there's a... I think there's a truck maybe outside or something. If, if there's humming in the audio, my apologies. Oh, that's me. I don't hear anything. Yeah, I can hear it. I don't know. Um, so, again, this is a Tau-shaped building. Yeah. Which I also noted this, the shape of the corridors is... Oh. Here we I gotta say, I gotta use the Dude, word womb-like. No. I gotta use the oh. womb-like at least every episode. <laughs> oh. The way that the corridors are shaped, that is oh. a womb shape. All right. It's upside down, but it's still a womb shape. Right. And it's different from, like, I, w- I even went back and looked at, like, First Order corridors. Oh. They are different. Yeah, oh yeah. The, oh yeah, the First Order corridors are, like, upside down trapezoids. Um... So yeah, this was a this was a reference to if you look at the shape of Snoke's throne room, same mm. shape. Oh boy, same shape, exactly the same. All right, all right. I think we leave it there. Yeah. I think we leave it there. Let's move on. Let's move okay. On. And then I wrote, and now for the pew pew portion of our programming. Yes, dude. It's this some seems- good. It's some good pew pew. Some, I love decent. the sounds, dude. Oh, um, well, first so we need good. to mention that 
as soon as they hear Moff Gideon is alive, uh-huh. Din is out of there. He was, he's going to get his son. Like, he's scared now, and he's take, he took off. I actually what? thought it was over for baby. I thought he was going to be gone. I was very scared. Ooh, thank God. Not yet. Dude. Um, Dude. So, we get a, a, a very nice speeder bike chase. I liked it. Uh-huh. It was a good speeder bike chase. That scene, they were that, good. Sh- that shot of all the bikes, like, dropping down into yeah, the... dope. I also appreciate how some of them died on the way down. Like oh yeah, real. they didn't. What terrible pilots! Like <laughs> they yeah. didn't even get shot at. They just literally, legitimately <laughs> ran into the walls, or rocks, Two. or whatever. Oh man, I, did, I, I laughed. I laughed. Yeah, it was lie. kind of funny actually. <laughs> uh, like, you're oh, right. Dope. And I really, I really like how they turn this into a an A New Hope trench run uh-huh. scenario. A take on it. Yeah, take. A take. Yeah, it's a take. For sure. I found it more similar, actually, to the... Um, to two things. One, Solo. And two, hmm. episode five, when they're being chased through the asteroid field. It's a little bit of all of that. Yeah, there's rocks yeah. in the way. Because multiple TIE fighters, like, lining up. Like, that's, that's like, Solo, kind of. Mm. And then... Um, it, just the fact that like they're a wall, but they're like rock walls. Like obviously, yes, the trench run in the New Hope is so iconic. But I feel like those movies probably took from that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Maybe it's like one of yeah. those cases. I think is what it's, that's what's going off in my head. I think when I watched that. But I I just liked. I thought it was really cool how it was on the ground. Like they were going after something Uh-oh. on the ground. We've never seen that. Oh, I lost you for a second. Sorry. Oh, I'm I'm still talking. Like my audio picks up. It doesn't matter. Um. I know, Basically, but I couldn't hear what you were saying. Okay, I'll just repeat. I, I liked how like the chase was between an air vehicle and a ground vehicle. Thought it was yeah. Cool. Oh, and then the it's whole. Cool... I did not realize that that vehicle they were in doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. So when she went over the cliff, I was like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> oops!" <laughs> I just yeah, thought it was going to take off. I didn't realize it was actually going to fall. Oh, those things are in to rebels. the ground. Yeah, I didn't remember them in Rebels, actually. I didn't. So oh, I was surprised. But that was really funny, actually, when she went over the cliff and then crushed poor Mithril's speeder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. He's really the big loser in this episode, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't blame him if he turned traitor, I suppose. Yeah, honestly, he's getting the shaft. It's fine. Um... So, oh yeah, and then there was that whole thing when the three of them are inside that um, vehicle that was very Finn and Ray arguing on the Falcon, uh-huh, uh-huh. like how she's like, are you going to actually hit something? And he's like, <laughs> you know, this is not easy. Like, would you, you know, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly almost the same conversation. Oh, yeah. Like... That's what I found a little boring about this whole sequence. If I found anything boring, it was the interaction between those characters. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Like, once Din left... Yeah, I felt empty. <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay, this I've seen this in Star Wars, like, literally this exact same conversation Yeah. more yeah. than once. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I also kind of got, I don't know... I think I'm tripping when I say this, but Indiana Jones, too, like the tank 
scene in episode yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got like a. I don't really know how accurate that is, but. No, it's pretty accurate. They do throw in a grenade, right? In that movie? Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, if uh, the actual chase dynamics, I like. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I got bored with their banter, I guess. For sure. I feel you. If I'm going to use the word bored. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I was bored. It was just like, not, it was not interesting. It took me out of it a little bit. Whenever yeah. I would edit inside the ship, I was like, all right, man. Just, yeah. And I honestly don't know how much of that was because I just don't want to see her on my screen so much anymore. Yeah, I think it was part of it for me. Because every time she opened her mouth, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I really don't want to look at you. Yeah. But, um... But again, I thought Carl Weathers did a great job with the direction of the action, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that's the best. Um, is that the only chase we've had so far? No. There's been ship chases. But no. The, yeah, that, no. that one was different. Like, I thought it was done a little differently, and I appreciate that. I also loved, and it was in the trailer, and I loved it in the trailer, seeing those TIE fighters take off uh-huh, and the like, lava Ooh. starting to explode behind them. Uh-huh. I love those TIE Fighters, man. With yeah, they're the cool. folding wings. They're just... So, uh-huh. Like, why did we not think of this before? It's amazing. <laughs> they're like bats. They're so cool. So, yeah. In the meantime, the base is destroyed because the lava explodes mm-hmm. it. Explodes. Explodes it. So, they... Um, all the bikers get taken out, but then these TIE Fighters start to give chase and... Like I said, it's all very TFA, Chase on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, Battle of Crate, duh. And Battle of Crate, yes. That's actually but, more so. So then, you know, one of the TIE Fighters has them in his mm-hmm. sights. He's mm-hmm. locked in on mm-hmm. his, uh, what do you call that? Targeting computer. Targeting computer. And lo and behold, Han Solo, I mean... Ray, I mean, <laughs> did Jaren okay. comes swooping out of the sky in a beautifully new, Bruh. brushed up, like all shiny again. Did that? Did that heal you a little bit on it the inside? Healed me so much. <laughs> I, I think I literally said, "My girl, my girl." <laughs> oh no! My girl is put back together. Uh-huh. And he takes out that Tie Fighter, and Old then. Family. In a moment of what my friend oh, Mark yeah. called <laughs> I know. ship chase porn. Oh gosh. To you. you have to say you have to admit that moment. It was dope. It was dope. When I love that. the Razor Crest cuts its engines. It keeps doing that. Flips over to go mm-hmm. into a nosedive and you literally hear the metal of the ship creaking as yeah. he does it. It's dope, man. Whew. <laughs> yeah it was, catching a sweat it was sexy i gotta say oh my god you are weird man it was super sexy you're so weird okay i mean yeah it was dope and, and i love the shot of like the far away of them like going at each other that was cool yep that was dope and then of course we have to have spinning because we have to bring it oh, all dude. together with the spinning yeah yeah to call back to anakin and ben again Oh, very Ben. Kylo very ben. Ren also uh-huh, spins. Uh-huh. I mean, there was even 
yes, like in episode eight, right? There's a shot of him inside of it. Like it doesn't just show the ship spinning. It shows it from the inside mm-hmm. on his face. Mm-hmm. That's how they did it this time. Yep, 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 so. yep, 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 yep. And you actually, now that we're talking about Kylo Ren and callbacks, um, which episode was it where you were like the very opening was the same as the Pasana Desert? I think that was episode one of the season. Was it? Because it was when he was on Tatooine. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It was season two. It was season two. Or episode two. Because he was coming back. It was him coming back. Yeah. I'm positive. But I'm... They are dropping Kylo little nuggets here and there. Mm. They are. I know, I know. I see you. Okay. I see you. But we would be remiss if we did not mention that he he now has his son (laughs) a car seat. Yeah. It's not quite a five-point harness. No, no. I'm a, not. I'm a little bit like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, Din. Oh. You're going upside down. He could literally fall out. Like, there's... I, I mean, he's got to put him in a... He's got to put him in that, and then he's got to put him in the back, and he's got to turn him around. He's got to do all the <laughs> He's not doing it right. Well, I mean, he's like a toddler now, so technically you don't have to turn him around the other way. Oh. But he should still have a five-point harness. <laughs> yeah. But this is better than nothing. Like, this is better than... Yeah. Literally just sitting in a chair like he was last time, or two. Wasn't there like ago. one time when he like put his hands up or something like when he was in this one? No, not in this one. But there was, wasn't there a scene in the ship when he like put his hands up. That was oh, yeah, this one. Was... Really? What are you talking about? Oh, I didn't know it was this one. Ugh. I thought it was the one. Brother, you've got to start Listen. watching these more than once. I thought it was the one when they landed on that icy planet and the frog lady was freaking out when they were going down. When they, like, dropped and Yoda... I thought that's when Yoda did that. No, he doesn't in this one, which is... It was so freaking hilarious because you... (laughs) When he goes into the nosedive, you see baby Yoda behind him. Like, the camera isn't focused, even focused on him yet, I don't think. And you see him (laughs) with his arms up in the air going, ah! Like, he's having the best time of his life. Yeah. That's great, man. Then they we actually get a close-up of him doing that, giggling, mm-hmm. just laughing, just having the best time. Yeah, it's so dope. While his dad is taking out these TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see he's still eating his cookies. He's got the sleeve in one hand. <laughs> it's totally me and Thin Mints. The sleeve in yeah, one hand yeah. and uh-huh, then the actual uh-huh. cookie in the other. And you see him still eating them, like actively eating them. <laughs> So then, during the spinning, he's just like, like he's loving it, loving every second, laughing, laughing. Uh Then, after he takes out the TIE Fighters and things calm down a bit, Din says to him, not bad, huh, kid? (laughs) And every parent has seen that look on their kid's face. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. Every parent on earth <laughs> okay wow has witnessed their child eat too much candy drink too much soda whatever <laughs> it is uh, and they are hopped up on sugar like wired on sugar <laughs> and they decide i'm gonna go jump in a jumpy house for two out for an hour i'm gonna uh, s- literally spin in circles because i am so hyper on sugar right now and then your kid will just stop <laughs> and they'll just have this look on their face 
It's over. It's all over. <laughs> and whatever it was that he just gorged on is now being, being vomited up because... Oh. And the sound, too, when he does it. It's like, eh. <laughs> Absolutely, again, hysterically <laughs> funny. Yeah, that was funny. It, it's just such a perfect... I'm assuming Favreau has kids because there's no way he's writing this. Mm-hmm. These perfect parent-child moments. I don't see right. how he would possibly be writing this without having kids. <laughs> if he is, God bless him because I, they're, so, they're such perfect moments. On the nose, yeah. Oh, so so good. Um, but, like, but metaphorically. But metaphorically, <laughs> here, here again, <laughs> here is a moment of super hilarious comedy... But if you want to go back to the whole blue-red symbolism of this episode. He stole these cookies Mm -hmm. from that kid. He asked, but then he was told no, so then he stole them. Right. He has been eating them ever since, so he's really, like, pigging out on them. He's devouring them. And if we're going with the metaphor of the episode, blue is light side. Mm Mm-hmm. Getting too much of it, perhaps. And then he's having the best time of his life watching his dad kill Imperials, mm-hmm. i.e. Darksiders. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's great until, uh, you know, he's had too good of a time. He's had too many cookies. And what happens? <laughs> now he's sick mm-hmm. on these cookies. Got too much of it is what I'm saying. So basically, he's the Jedi. This is a metaphor for how the Jedi have effed up Mm. in the past. And they are in the process, in my opinion, of effing up again. Because at this moment, Luke is recruiting for his Jedi Academy. Rip. You know, he thinks he's... He he thinks the Emperor's dead. Everybody thinks the Emperor's dead. The pilot at the end even says, I'm out here in the outer rim and I see these things happening and no one in the core worlds believes me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all yeah, think right. everything's perfectly fine. Uh-oh. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So Good he's, point. Yeah, that's true. He does say that. I didn't notice that was a weird line. Sometimes, see... This is my different. This is how like our intellect, our intellectual levels differ. Sometimes I'll pick up on where things are important, but I never am able to put my finger on it. Sometimes, and like that was one of those times. My brain went firing when he said that. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Well, but yeah, I, I think, again, I'm reading into this. Whatever. I don't care if it was intentional or not, because <laughs> I see what I see, and it's fun for me to see these things. So it's fine. For sure. For sure. But. If if we're again and we're talking heavy heavy allusions to red and blue through this entire episode, there's we, even a quote of it. <laughs> exactly. They say the word blue. <laughs> they say the word blue more than once, like uh-huh. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see. I see a total metaphor of the Jedi and the light side and the mistakes that they made in the past and how they are literally about to repeat the exact same mistake. Mm-hmm. In the sequel trilogy. Right. Or they're at least right. laying the groundwork for those mistakes to happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Hurrah, hurrah, he saved the day. Um, 
he leaves basically. Din says, "Yeah, Gideon's gonna be on. Mm-hmm. Gonna, you know, we gotta get out of here before he gets wind of this." Right. And then we um, um, we see grief and Kara and Mithril back at their little office, and um, our friend Carson. The mm-hmm. new Republic pilot shows up, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, neither was I. And he's basically interrogating grief, saying, like, so what happened, like, what what happened after the base blew up? Mm-hmm. What's going on out here? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's like, what about the Razor Crest? And grief's like, I don't know anything about no Razor Crest. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? And this whole time, like, Mithril is giving these looks. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm not entirely convinced that Marie Claire is wrong, that he is a mole, possibly. It's definitely on the radar now. Okay, because of that scene? Mostly because of what she said, and then, like, yeah, as okay. I watched it after I heard her say that, I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. He is kind of sketch. I mean, you remember um, DJ mm-hmm. from... Like, he, I get, like, he's not, okay, Mithril is not as, like, crazy as he is, but he still is kind of like that dude who seems to ride the fine line between good guys and bad guys, and then at the yeah. moment he can make his pounce like he would. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like yeah. He seems like that kind of guy. Um, he, even try, he, even, he even hacks into the base. Sure. He do, he's doing all the things DJ was doing. Right. He's about the money. And then, you know, like I said before, when we first see him, he's talking to someone saying, basically about to say the last time I saw this, this uh, signature or whatever, it was the Razor Crest. Oh. But. Okay. But he could have been talking to Carson. Right. At that moment. Like, maybe they got wind of that ship being spotted so he contacted grief carga to find out like hey i've been trying to track the razor crest down is that is that that ship that we just kind of picked up on i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't know who knows i don't know yeah who knows because there's a definite definite mole but he also then mithril might be a mole i hope not i don't want to well maybe mithril is the one who got this guy to be a mole maybe maybe Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know I'll be sad. Um, so then we have a very interesting conversation between, after he kind of gives up on asking grief questions, he goes outside to question Kara, who is feeding the fire ferret again, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, True. What the heck? And he's basically telling her, like, I know who you are. You were, um, you know, what heck of a soldier. You've really done a great job cleaning up this system. We could really use you. Yeah. In the New Republic. And she's like, nah, brother. And then it's like one of the one of the lines where I'm like, Ugh, really? I have to listen to her say this line where she says. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Ooh, weird, weird, yeah, weird, Yeah, I'm not a joiner, Blue. Weird, 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 weird. But there's weird, another weird. Blue reference, by the way. She calls him Blue because yeah. he's uh-huh, uh-huh. Blue Squadron, I would assume. That's why she calls him that. Oh. It took me a minute. Like, why is she calling him yeah, Blue? Yeah, same. <laughs> it took me until now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Blue Sergeant. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And that's when Carson says he knows there's something going on in the outer rim and the outer regions. He sees like something weird happening, all these little uprisings happening. And he's trying to tell the people in the government and the, the Republic and the core world, core worlds. And they're all just like, whatever, man, we won the war. Don't be a downer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. And it's very ominous, like that he brings that up because yeah it is yeah um it kind of made me go oh god bless they're so stupid like they didn't listen i know i know the idiots and then he says but we can't do anything without local support Mm -hmm. which again i think we brought up like real world allusions to the election and local elections being so important and the way that our election played out with literally that was the difference yes sir yes sir that was pretty amazing i loved that yeah yeah they're doing a good job with that too alluding and we get that beautiful remix of the march of the resistance this is my favorite part of the episode hands down hands down favorite part yeah it's spectacular actually bro like the bud the boy ludwig he steps up he stepped up for this one and let me tell you what is amazing to me that moment and then the other moment back at the lab is so Mm. super orchestral Mm -hmm. it's not even Mm. like electronic-y at all it's not like his normal go-to on this show it's super john williams-y orchestral yeah i love that i love it like he's saying like of course I could do that if I wanted to. Well, it, I know what, like it's hot. Like, like he's, um, L woods wet. Like it's hard. Oh no. Yeah. I don't think he's like that. I don't but... think he is either. I'm just kidding. Oh no. I'm just kidding. It... But. Oh geez. What is that? Whoa. Sirens? Yeah. I think that was a fire truck. That like, sounded really weird fast. on my end. Yeah. It was going really fast. Wow. Anyway. Um, yeah, Buddy is a legit composer, hands down, 100%. Obviously, he's off the I mean, charts. I always knew that because of, like, Tenet and... Sure. But well, that's very but, electronic-y, too. I just really... It also has orchestral stuff. Tenet has orchestral stuff, too. It, I guess. It's just, in this... Also, by the way, the lab scene with that music, there is a lot of electronic stuff, actually, happening in that one. This Rise of the Resistance one has no... It's just beautiful. Or uh, March of the Resistance. It has no electronics. It's just purely a corral, basically. And I'm pretty and sure that's, I love it, that's why I felt what he was saying so deeply was because that music was playing behind him. And I was just like, oh, God, if they just want to only listen to Carson. I know, dude. <sighs> dude but it's so cool because, like, the way he uses it, he didn't, like, like, he quoted it kind of. Like, I don't even know whether or not to call it a quote. It's a quote, because it's, it's obviously that piece that he's... It is, yeah. It is obvious. It's, it's like a... Like, I'm sorry, I'm nerding out, but this is kind of my thing. But, like, I, I feel like the arrangement is so, like, different than the real thing. It is. Like, I, I was like, I... Because that, that theme... March of the Resistance is so marchy, it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is. It was built to be a march, and to just hear it used in that way and get to get beauty out of it, I was like, "Wow!" Like this is, and it's not just like one, two, three, no. four, just through the theme. It mm-hmm. was like kind of twisting around interesting harmonies and orchestrations and everything. Like it was, I was that was that was my favorite part, one hundred percent. 
That's cool. I was so impressed with that. It was very cool. And I lo- And also, by the way, by the way, one more thing, one more thing. The fact that the, ma- the the coolest part is how Unknown Regions podcast, the theme, The Last Measure, was inspired by that, the ending of March of the Resistance, uh, and how yeah. he uses it. Like, dude, dude, that's so cool. Oh, so what I was going to say before regarding how what you just wrote being kind of connect- connected oh, yeah. is the fact that you were also using Corral in your piece that was inspired mm. by Padme's ruminations, not mm-hmm. by Palpatine's lessons, but yeah yeah similarly inspired by which i think is oh. cool yeah i mean there's definitely i mean I, I i don't know what he's thinking i don't know what Ludwig is thinking but i'm sure he is the type of person who understands the dichotomy between his material like i know he knows when he uses orchestral acoustic sound versus electronic sound that there's a dichotomy there sure and i'm sure he's trying to implement that dichotomy like the fact that the res- the March of the Resistance quote is entirely orchestral, and then in the lab there's electronic stuff and there's all like that is. That that is like, I hope, dude. I really, like, I really hope he's going for that because that's so different. That I, that's never been done in Star Wars music before. Like getting onto that level, that that's new. So I I hope I hope it's it's neat is what it is. It's, it's neat. neat. <laughs> it is neat. <laughs> Okay, so after that wait, 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 scene, wait. can we can we drop can we drop my piece name? Sure, go ahead. To see if anyone wants to listen to it, it's called it's called Twisted Seraphim, and you can find it on SoundCloud under my name, Colin Whitlick. Okay. Okay, I didn't even know it was on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we have this little epilogue of a scene, which begins. As a new hope begins, looking <laughs> tracking shot of the underbelly of a star destroyer. Yeah, which I loved because I remember um, Giancarlo Esposito saying a while back during an interview that Moff Gideon is leveled up and has a much bigger ride oh, nice. this season than he did <laughs> in season one. So that was cute. That's this is sick. what he was talking about. I'm sure. Awesome. Okay, so we find out. That there is, in fact, a mole in Grief's little group. Uh The mechanic at the beginning, when he was like, I'll put my best people on fixing the Razor Crest. One of them is a traitor. (laughs) Oh, no, you probably clipped. Probably. (laughs) And also, I did immediately think of that stupid guy from Rise of Skywalker with his stupid knife. Uchi of oh. Bastoon or Ochi oh. of Bastoon. Ochi. Yeah. He kind of looks like him. I don't know. A little bit. bit. Uh huh. And this is what, oh. a couple of decades earlier. So maybe he just had a really rough 20 years. And <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think um, also an homage to Solo. Like, I don't know. I Like how they, like, Infus Ness is with that guy and then he puts the tracking beacon on. And the, I don't mm. know. I mean, the, the whole idea of being. Like, having a tracker of beacon course, put on your ship is so overdone. It's, it's like, used in pretty much every single freaking... Every film. Everything. Pretty sure. But, um, I just want to say, I believe you were the one that was trying to emphasize the fact that the nets and the webs that were inside the Razor Crest were going to mean something bad. And again, Marie Claire was pretty adamant that it probably indicates something bad is going to happen. See, where- 
We're on that wavelength. We're on that wavelength. You guys win for now. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Okay, okay. I will not give up quite yet that I okay. do think webs and nets can also mean destiny and the light side at work as well. We'll see. <laughs> okay. But for All now, right. they're screwed, obviously, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the trap has been laid. They are being uh-huh. tracked, and they are being tracked straight to Ahsoka Tano, which is even worse. Not good. Not Ooh. good. So the little um, Imperial, I don't know, communication officer takes that information, and she walks down the hall, and big door opens and Gideon in person not just a hologram but actually Ah. there yeah she gives her report to him and he's like does he still have the asset and she's like yep and he's (laughs) like we're gonna be ready and then you see all these again it's like almost the same as the vats of Mm -hmm. Snokes or whatever that this time it's a bunch of really mean looking I hope they're just troopers like droids I hope they're just mechanical oh I doubt it dude because oh and also they we get to hear his motif in all its glory bum, it's great bum, and then that fly cool. to the what is it fly to the Valkyries the, the strings going crazy <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, that's, um, that's happening in the experiment too. Yeah, oh yeah, part. it did, it did. I forgot about that, but I loved it when it was like this part too. Because I'm like, oh man, this is gonna go. Yeah. This is about to go real bad. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I don't play video games, so I didn't oh. have any reference point for those troopers. But pretty much immediately, everybody was like, oh, my God, it's a dark, it's dark troopers. It's dark troopers. Yeah. Dude, if I can get some real life dark troopers. Which I guess have been seen in uh, several different iterations and several different games. And what Force Unleashed, Jedi Fallen Order. What worries me, what worries me is one of the iterations inside the suits were cybernetic clones. Like they took clones and actually made them into like sort of what happened to echo in season seven of the clone wars i'm really gonna be upset if that's what this is like super upset (laughs) i don't know man i don't know that's i understand you gotta go dark at some point in this story but that's too dark for me like i don't want that's like almost shocker that's almost like shocker i don't like that these better yeah. just be like purely cybernetic droid. Like, well, I don't know why they can't be people. Because I don't like that. If they're like clones, that no, they. But but I don't. Th- How do we know they're machines? They just look like suits. I just want them to be machines. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to know that they've taken clones and like done stuff to them and made them into cyborg. Like Darth Vader type, half man, half machine. Well, in in Jedi Fallen Order, I don't think they're that. I think they're just stormtroopers well, that are an elite group. But I'm saying, like, there have been different iterations of these dark troopers. What iteration is that? Is that Force Unleashed? It was the first one, I think. Whichever game that started uh, in, I don't know because okay. I don't, I didn't write it down. But that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, of course, of course. Because okay, yeah, it is, it is. I remember now. Okay. Well, whatever. 
<laughs> I just want them to be fully mechanical. I don't want them to have organic brains or anything like that. Right. But right. you're telling me that they are going to. I, I don't know, dude. I have no clue what they're going to do the, What that. were they like in the game that you played? In Jedi Fallen Order? I don't know. Whatever game. Well, yeah. In Jedi Fallen Order, I believe they were just stormtroopers with like elite skills to take out force users. Pretty sure. Well, this looked more like a setup like they're they're not fully human. Like if they're hu- if they have human bits maybe, but like they're in it's like they're all plugged in and charging right now. Like <laughs> like machines. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky, man. It's tricky. I don't know what it freaks I'd, me out. We'll have to see. I think I mean it could be something new too, who knows. It could be but, something new. And um, maybe they just use the design because that's a nice callback to the design. That could be right. too, I guess. I really hope, though, because in Jedi Fallen Order, I don't remember if they do in Force Unleashed, but in Jedi Fallen Order, they use the same types of weapons. They use a t- the same type of weapon that General Grievous's bodyguards mm-hmm. used. Yeah, um, I remember you mentioning that the other day. And if I can get some of that, um, if I can get some of that, I don't care if they're clone. <laughs> <laughs> really at that point because that is so cool and i want to see that in like 2020 2021 cgi quality like dude that would be sick okay to be honest. well i'm worried so yeah. i'm very worried now that i'm getting i also uh, you wouldn't know this but i'm i'm getting very intense like signals in my brain firing about wolfenstein Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about Wolfenstein. Because in Wolfenstein, there are, like, for people who don't know, Wolfenstein is basically this alternate reality video game where the Nazis actually win because of this scientist who's, like, a genius and he builds all this really advanced technology for World War II. Like, like they're really advanced cybernetics and stuff like that. Um, like, Like, big robots and stuff. Um... And then you kind of flash forward 30 years to kind of see what the occupation is like in the United States, kind of see how that stuff works. And um, there are guys that are, like that idea of like cyborg person, but they're covered in suits and like, I don't know. And they're, they're for, they, they work under a regime, you know, and the empire is very much a, a symbol of, you know, the Nazis mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. But it, just a thought. I don't know. I, I, for some reason I was picking up on that. I, I don't know if that means anything, but, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's obvious illusions between the Empire and Nazis. They That comes up all the time, and how they're, the Empire they're is, is all, you know, technology, mechanical. Yeah. So that would, yeah, that's the same, I don't know. totally the same kind of vibe. Yeah. But, again, like, it, I feel like... I feel like there is an inevitable connection between what Gideon is doing and like, I don't think he's off on his own doing all of this. I think he's definitely, he says long live the empire. He doesn't say long live the first order or the new Mm -hmm. order or anything. Mm -hmm. He says long live the empire. And if you're an imperial loyalist, and you have been told, bide your time, be patient, here's the job we want you to do, mm-hmm. 
And it's all for the good of our glorious empire and emperor. Uh-huh. That that's why he's doing all this stuff. Like, uh-huh. oh yeah, I'm sure. Dude. I don't think it's because he has a personal interest in like wanting force powers or right. No, I doubt that. Like the reason he that. stole the light, the dark saber was because it's like. Yes, it's probably a personal trophy that he stole, but it's not like, oh, I'm trying to become the leader of this entire new uh, organization. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be saying long live the empire. Mm -hmm. Right. But did you say a new era? Like, what is that? The new era of the empire. That's what I thought. I guess. But but you're but like, why wouldn't they just say that? (laughs) I guess the new era seems very vague. I don't know. It's, I mean, I just assume because he says long live the empire in the last episode that they're all on board. I mean, they're all still wearing their Imperial little badges. They're still wearing the uniforms. Yeah. They haven't transformed into any new thing yet. They're still pretty Mm -hmm. much just Imperial loyalists. So weird. (laughs) Little pock, little cells, you know, all over the place. And, I honestly feel bad for them. Gideon just happens to be in charge of this cell that we're having trouble with right now because he's the one that's after Baby Yoda. Right. Okay. I don't know. That's just what I feel like is happening. I think it's absolutely connected to the sequel trilogy. Whether I want it to be or anyone else wants it to be or not, <laughs> I, I think it inevitably I mean, is. Hey, man, it's a good story. Just, like, leave it at that. Yeah. It's a good story. You want to go into the deep, the deep search like that, and then get upset? I'm like, whatever. But it's a good story. I Just understand. Relax. I understand the urge to not like it because immediately I had that same like pullback when I saw the the Snokes and the. <laughs> yeah floating around yeah that's just weird (laughs) i would be like yo if i had seen it because immediately i was like oh my god are we really going here but yeah (laughs) i think we're really going there i think they're going there and i think it can be done well i do too i think it can it could also be really screwed up because if they're gonna act like the sequel trilogy is the best thing that ever happened when we all know it wasn't right we all know they screwed up the ending don't right. try to sell me a bill of sale that's like, remember how great Rise of Skywalker was? Um, no, actually, I oh. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Favs and Filoni. I don't remember that. Favs. Yeah. But I also don't really think they're going to do that. I hope they don't. Dude, John Favreau likes 2001. True. I true, have true. faith in the man. <laughs> I have faith, dude. Well, I think we have touched upon all the major tin foil hat theories that I had oh, really? from this. Okay. All right. We've talked about the the red and the blue light and the dark imagery being everywhere. And maybe I didn't emphasize enough how much I think the planet of Navarro itself is a symbol of that. Just because the lava. Oh, yeah, totally. The lava yeah. at any moment can take over. Mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm, saw mm-hmm. that. So, uh-huh. True, true. Um That's good. The whole amphibian thing, I just think is hilarious. Like literally every single creature we've seen for the last two episodes is an amphibian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. I get I, I see it. I see you. 
I see what you're doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, And I just want to call your attention to the fact that we have now seen everything in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I saw saw that post on on Facebook saying that. I was like, yeah. We are completely... In the blind. Exactly. We have no idea. Yoda is totally getting taken. Totally. I have no doubt now. We have four entire episodes. Dude, I'm hyped. No idea what's coming. I'm happy. I'm so excited. I'm I'm really, yeah, I'm really glad they did that too, actually. I am too. Yeah, very good decision. I don't know why every show doesn't do that. (laughs) Honestly, that's a good marketing plan. I mean, obviously, I've heard the casting leaks and stuff like that, so you know, we kind of know what's happening a little bit, but but we don't know what it's going to look like. No, which is exciting. And now I am. Very thoroughly convinced that it is going to be a very sad ending to this season. Oh. And it's going to be rough on everybody. I mean, hey, dude, ABA, you got to have a B section. It's got to contract. I know, I know, I know. I know. But when you're at your lowest point, it's only up to go. Unless it's Rise of Skywalker, then you stay at the lowest point, but that's fine. <laughs> they just did AB, binary form. That's a thing. That's a thing. Doesn't need to be arc form. Oh, dang. But it's so funny I how much we. Form. I know it's funny how much we <laughs> hate that movie. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I mean, hey, hey, I'm not dissing it. It's an it's an art form. A B binary form. Sure. I'm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. On that note, we are on social media. <laughs> sometimes, um, oh. we have a Twitter account at unknown reach pod. I have a private Twitter account or personal Twitter. I can't talk. Personal Twitter <laughs> account at yeah. fray adjacent. We have an email, unknownregionspod at gmail.com. And Colin and I are both on Facebook under our respective names. Yep. Um, next week, like I said, you will be home. We will actually get to watch a, an episode of this show at the same time together. I hope, I'm not, Assuming I'm you're, you can stay up till 2 a.m. because I don't play. I stay up and watch Ooh. the 2 a.m. drop every week. I might have to sleep in to counteract that. And... But- it's potentially going to be a biggin. If we're making biggin. it, if a biggin, a big one. What's going to be a big one? This episode. Oh, oh. Because we're going to Corvus, apparently. True. Supposedly. True. Oh nah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's gonna get crazy. I am really taking it personally that they put a tracker in my girl. <laughs> I'm taking it really personally. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about that when we talked about it. How do you feel? I'm really mad. Like, I'm like, how, <laughs> how dare you? effing dare you? <laughs> yeah. I wonder where the tracker is and if he's going to find it. Probably not. Cause you don't think he's going to find it? I don't think so. Because hmm. then that's no fun. Quote, unquote, fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Where is Boba Fett? <laughs> he's coming back you know he is you know Dude. He's coming. <laughs> i know he's coming but what is he doing brother what is he up to man i don't know but... craziness oh there's so much where's the armorer what is going on man <laughs> what is happening on that note <laughs> hey colin yo i'm stressed see you around kid uh see you
Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.